0: Well, do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! Welcome to The Mouthpiece, episode 75, year three. Today we're going to talk about the World Series of Poker. Looks like mine's officially ended. I might go down and play one more of the last two. I haven't decided yet. I'm fucking beat. Give us a call. The Mouthpiece is next. Yo, yo, I, I finally... I'm, I'm half asleep, so leave me the fuck alone. Anyways, uh, how you guys doing? Uh, I haven't talked to you in about six weeks because I've been busy making the final table of every fucking poker tournament there is, or the final two tables of every fucking poker tournament there is. And then I get a big, giant dick and with two tables to go every fucking day. So... Uh, let's see. We played last night and finished seventh in the three K PLO. I thought I deserved way better than that. Um, once again, we had two point three million in chips with ten people to go, and we never got close to two million again because with two with two tables to go, we did our normal fucking win zero fucking pots. Uh, stayed alive Stole So many hands I mean I learned so much more this year About Potlum and Omaha tournaments Talking to the best players And <clears throat> I really played great I mean when we were uh, Two tables down to about ten Five each I was like so card dead I was I started with six Sixty, And I was sitting around between 450 and then 600 for like two hours, literally, literally just maneuvering this short stack just to survive. And then I hit a card rush. I couldn't believe it. I hit a fucking sunrun card rush, scooping like five or six in a row. And next thing I knew, I had 2.3 million. Average was 2.4. But it, two people had all the chips, so I was sitting fine. And then we got to four and four, which we went to the final table at seven. And I knew I was going to have to stay aggressive, which I did. Uh, and I got st- us, uh, even though we lost a big pot uh, to this goofball decided he's going to call a pot-sized bet with an open and straight draw. And I knew he didn't have a wrap. I knew it was, I, I knew he had 9-10 in his hand, and I flopped aces up, and I snap-called him on the river. I went a t- after a 10 hit the turn, and he did have 9-10 in his hand. He had 9-9-10-10 to make three tens on the turn. So the goofball could only hit uh, eight out, what was it? Four-six. I knew he had four-sixes, four jacks. So he had 10 outs once. I mean, that ain't the worst of beats, but I knew he had 9.10 because I was locked in. So we lose about 650 there. We're down about 1.4 million. uh, Once we, I keep it around 1.4 million for another hour because we went 90 minutes at 4 and 4, which was really, really hard to navigate to keep the chip stack up. And so, uh, then we, um, uh, we went to seven. We had 1.4 million. Excuse the jacket being on. I fucking haven't been home in like six weeks. <clears throat> and I realized that it was like 85 degrees out on November 10th. And we had the air conditioning on on the other side of the house. And, uh. I'm like what the fuck it's freezing in here Then I realized it was like 68 degrees in here So waiting for the heat to turn back on But anyways uh, Hello Flash um, uh, Yeah Flash is getting ready to come up and say hello to you all cause That's what he does What's up Bubba Come here Anyways, so um, we kept around 1.4 million seven-handed. Felt really good. I mean, uh, seven-handed, you know, hundred it was 125 around, which is at 1.4 million is plenty of fucking chips. So uh, last, excuse me, I'm a little bit out of it. I, 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 I um, this four hours of sleep every day has finally caught up to me, and I'm. Um, like half brain dead to you guys uh, But anyways uh, And so then we uh, It kind of it kind of all came crashing down at once But it came crashing down a little at a time I don't believe I made a mistake But uh, I talked to three Now three PLO players One told me that I really respect that it was a mistake The other one told me that I have to call and the other one told me uh, that it's can go either way. So th- that's sort of the opinions I've got from my three PLO specialists last night. So anyways, Flash, come here. Come on, you can jump. No, nope. I'm not picking you up. No, do your own shit. You'll come up. Anyways, so, uh, yeah, if you guys think, like, I'm, like, it looks like I'm on drugs or something, I'm not. I'm just half a fucking sleep because I, uh, it caught up to me. I mean, I'm doing this podcast to let you guys know what's going on. Uh, anyways, so, uh, What was I going to say? Oh. So we had like 1.4 million. Flash. (coughs) Flash. (coughs) Meow. Come here. (coughs) Come here. Hold on. I know you guys haven't seen Flash in a while, but he's fat now. We call him Fat Flash. (coughs) Fat Flash. Hey, fatty. Hey, is that... In 2021, is that called fat shaming? Do yeah. do, I, do I... Will they, like... Will they, like, uh take my podcast down for fat shaming? I'll give you a warning. Oh. <coughs> hey. <coughs> hey. You're being fat shamed, Flash. <coughs> You're America's favorite cat. <coughs> yes, you are. <coughs> there you go. Come on, Bubba. Anyways. So, um... I had like 1.4. Uh, guy opened. I called 100,000. I fucking brick. I have 1.3. And uh, then we go through the blinds a couple times. And I've got 1.1. And um, then a uh, guy raised. I call with. Uh, seven, eight, ten, Jack, two clubs, two spades. Of course, the come flop comes Ace Ace, so I lose another hundred. So now I'm sitting on a million, uh, which is probably the short stack at this time. But again, it's a hundred every seven rounds, seven hands, so I have plenty of chips. And then came this hand. A uh, guy raised middle position. I called out of the small blind seven, eight of spades, queen, nine of hearts. And now the big blind pots it to 400,000. This guy ain't potted at one time. So in my mind, he's got aces, ace, king, king, something like that. Anyway, so the original razor, he calls 300,000 more. So now I go in the tank for like three minutes because First of all, I know seven, eight, nine, queen plays really well, especially multiway handed. But my thought process was is the guy who raised and then called three hundred more had pretty much those cards like eight, nine, ten, jack or seven, eight, nine, sin or something like that. So I almost folded. So it's three hundred more. That would've put one makes the pot one point three million and leaves me. 465 behind yep that was it and uh, anyways so I uh, it is 485 so I decided to call hoping to hit a some kind of a flop where I could get it in and win a 2.5 million chip pot or something I mean I had to do something. You know, maybe this wasn't the spot to gamble, but I don't know if it was really gambling. But, I mean, anyways, of course the flop comes king, jack, three, rainbow. I had two backdoor flush draws and a gutty to the dummy end of the straight, so I folded. Now, it leaves us like 465. Now, guy raises and 100. And again, I call with like seven, eight, nine, jack, uh, with the jack nine of spades. And once again, I got a big cock on the flop, so that was the end of that. That left me like three, no, actually, that left me 405, so I must have had 505 before that hand because. Then came the very next hand, my go-broke hand, where it is unopened to me. I'm right in the middle position. I've got ace, six of clubs, king, queen of diamonds. I will take the ace, king, queen, double all day long. I open for pot, 175, and... The fucking guy on the button, and this is how I fucking run. I just fucking knew I was going to lose this hand when this happened. The guy on the button doesn't even see me open, and he says raise, and he puts 150000 thousand in. And the guy on the big blind goes, Mike already raised. And he's like, oh, I guess I got to keep it in. Now, I've had every 8, 9, 10 jack there is. I've had every king, jack, queen, 10 there is. I get fucking dick every hand. This motherfucker accidentally calls, which he wouldn't even have fucking called. Now, the big blind, he fucks his hand up too. He re-raises because he sees, which makes sense because he sees the other guy didn't see me open, so he knows he's weak because now he just calls so he re-raises to try and isolate head up with me the only thing is is the dummy only re-raised to 300 so i could only make it 405 all in and the other guy can't re-raise so once the guy makes it 300 can't re-raise it's a three-way action pot but I don't understand why the guy in the big blind didn't just pot it to like 600. I'm going to put 400 in. The other guy's going to fold and then we're going to be end up head up. So like at the break, he was all saying, oh, uh, this is after I was out. And he goes, he goes, yeah, that guy win the hand. He accidentally play it. I couldn't, you couldn't re-raise. If you had 20,000 more, you could have. But he was like blaming me, but it was his own fault for not re-raising pot and getting the motherfucker out. Anyways, so God forbid I ever win with ace, king, queen, six, especially when the guy who accidentally calls a raise with the four, six, seven, eight. The flop come deuce 5-8. Well, what did you think it was going to come? I mean, you didn't think it was going to come like 10-jack-ace or something, did you? No. Of course, it's going to come 4-6-5-8. Five, deuce five eight. But it came deuce 5-8, two diamonds. I had king-queen of diamonds. And uh, they checked it down on the flop. Now, 5 came on the turn. And they check it down again. And I know that... That uh, nobody has mm, Not much made at this point So I'm actually hoping for an ace A king or a queen On the river Uh, I'm not sure if I need a diamond or If a diamond gets there or not I was kind of pulling for a diamond too I kind of closed my eyes And prayed a little bit And and opened them to watch the nine of spades Roll on the river and check to the guy on the button who then bets, like he bets like 200 into uh, like 1.2 million. And the guy in the big blind calls, which was retarded. I don't understand how he could call it. Chase never betting him to an empty side pot that doesn't have a hand that beats nines. So uh, he as soon as... He bet the river I just picked up my stuff I was going uh, And um, So the The guy who re-raised me In the big blind But didn't re-raise enough To let the other guy Get in the hand And beat him uh, He had ace Jack Queen Nine With ace high diamonds Of course he had ace high diamonds Cause that means I was dead to four outs Cause I never hit four outs or six outs or whatever the fuck how many outs you get. Anyways, so uh, he had ace, queen, jack, nine. So if he re-raises like he's supposed to do a bigger amount, now I'm head up with ace, king, queen, six, double suited against the ace, queen, jack, nine, one suit. And the one suit that he has is the... Is the diamonds that I have So I have him pretty dead to a 9 now Of course he hits an offsuit 9 on the river And he would have busted me anyways But instead he got busted Or he lost 600 and I lost 400 And he gave the other guy a million in chips Because he didn't re-raise because he's an idiot Anyway so that's how I got busted Out of this uh, PLO tournament I mean, I, I I don't. The the seven eight nine queen double was close. Uh, I have one guy who plays PLO every day. Told me it, it's, he'd definitely call. I got it, but he's not a tournament player. But the guy who's a real good tournament player said once the guy in the middle calls, I should have folded for the three hundred thousand because he's probably got the same cards as me. And uh, whatever. And I talked to someone else that told me it was a call. So, whatever. I, I took my time. I took two, three minutes on every hand. I was really locked in. God, I stole so many pots. I shouldn't even say this out loud. I just showed him the nuts, showed him the nuts, showed him the nuts. And then every time after that, I never showed him a hand. And I just robbed them and robbed them and robbed them and robbed them. And robbed them. And I went from like one point, I went from like 500 to 2.4. But I like, I won a couple hundred, a couple hundred, a couple hundred to get to like 1.2. But from 1.2 to 2.4, I robbed all of it. It was so much fun being able to just raise and bet and steal. It was fun. So, um, no, I really thought I was going to win. Didn't happen. Uh, I'm taking a day off today Originally I was We scheduled the Podcast for noon Because then I was going to go Running in late Reds The closer uh, But my body Fucking feel like shit I'm tired And I'm sick of the mask police Pulling me over So Unless You guys have been watching my shit See I got my fake mask See Look See It's fake It's like lingerie It has holes in it it's my favorite thing to wear at the World Series, because <laughs> it works about as good as the regular masks do. But the mask you have to have this, because the mask police they they threaten to fucking like kick you out. Fucking who the fuck knows? They just fuck with you all the time. Anyways, uh, yeah, this mask is for for people who aren't libtards. These are for People that understand That masks are worthless And if you want to breathe These are really good You can go to Fakemask.worldwide.com uh, Perfect for airplanes You can breathe Anyways So Let's talk about the World Series I started off 0 for 7 Then I cashed 7 in a row With 2 final tables and Then I 0 for 2 Like the next two. Then I cashed the next two. Then I offered the next two. Then I cashed the last two. Did I cash the last two? No. Cashed just the last one. That's right. Cashed two of the last four. The main. Then I got a cock in fucking stud eight. Then I got a cock in Big Bet Mix. And then I was so aggravated that I won two pots in two tournaments. Then I decided to go play 3600 mix. And I want a hold two pots in seven hours in that game. And uh, that put me in a position where I needed to get sixth yesterday to break even for my, my beautiful live game session the day before that I won you know, no pots. And I got seventh, so that made me even more aggravated because I didn't even get even from the day before. And I put in three days work Oh boy I really thought I was going to win yesterday When I spun the stack up It was the first time with like two tables to go I caught a little card rush But it was with Right when we got to two tables So it was 12 of us You know And then we were down to 10 pretty quick And I was still on a little card rush at 10 And we were building, building, building And then And then we never won one more pot after that once we hit. Well, I stayed alive at 8 just by maneuvering chips four-handed. I wish the four-handed didn't go for fucking 90 minutes. I was hoping it went for about 20. Uh, But I did not lose any chips four-handed. I'm pretty proud of myself. I moved around enough chips to keep my stack around 1.4 until we got to the seven-handed redraw. Anyways, so that's what happened there. Uh, the main event Was very interesting I played really good For three days Day one and day two I made one big mistake At the end of the night I lost 31 Big bl- 31,000 extra on day one Another 61,000 on day two For no reason But I overcame it Built my st- Stack from like 50,000 with 20 minutes to go in day two to finish the day with 131. And then I got to day three with 5, 531, I think. And then I got a quick double up on day four, which got me to 1,050,000. Which put me in twenty third place in the main event with five hundred, with like six hundred left. That's a pretty good spot to be in, right? Except for the fact we busted the three. I finally drew a good table. We busted the three monkeys, and somehow, some way, you know, like I cry about table draw for the first three days. Well, somehow, some way, they replaced the three monkeys with three people. One had 2 million in chips One had 1.8 million in chips And one had 1.7 million in chips So How it's fucking possible With 600 people to go That there's only 20 people 23 two people that have more chips than me In the main event With 600 people to go And they moved three of them to my table Uh All of them were to my right And uh I couldn't ever open a pot after that, and I was getting frustrated, and I was having my one of my only two bad med days I had the whole World Series, and started panicking and getting pissed and getting aggravated that I couldn't open a pot, and um, things started to dwindle pretty quick, and the break kind of saved me, uh, so we got to the break I had Six twenty-five, you know, but it's really easy to to get a little down because hey, you had over a million right away. Now you got six twenty-five, which is still average chips. But uh, I went outside. I took a half of Adderall. I uh, thought I was gonna be great when I got back. Lost sixty k very first hand with Ace Queen of Diamonds. Uh And then I kind of uh blo- I o- tried to open a few pots I got 3-bet both times So now I'm like sitting on 511 Kind of like what I started the day with And I was kind of angry Because I Was so excited to get an early double up And um Oh, then this kind, of, this fucking hand comes up. This is what they call um, in the poker world the Mike Mattis so blow up. Uh, I got... Well, first I get two queens. Black queens I raise under a gun plus one. And everyone folds and I win the blinds. And I throw my queens face up. I said, there's not been one hand today since you fuckers came to the table that if that i opened that i didn't get 3 bet or have four callers i said now i got queens and every one of you fuckers fold i go fuck you they all started laughing very next hand under the gun i get two red tens open for 30,000 i get my nor- i get my normal like three callers cuz that's what you get every hand at this table so of course nobody calls when i have queens but when i have two tens i get three callers So, somehow, someway, I catch the fucking perfect flop. Eight, six, deuce with two hearts. I got ten hearts. So, I bet big, man. I bet like 110 in the 130. Fold, fold, fold. Goofball, who's tried to outplay everybody, every hand, who has 1.5 million, but he's already bluffed off about 2 million in chips, or he would have like 3.5 million. And I've watched him just call raises and then float people all the time. But I bet 120 he he calls. But the way he calls, I knew he didn't have a heart draw. So I'm thinking, eh, he's got seven, nine, five, seven. You know, uh, I didn't think he had like eight, seven. Because then I bet pot in a four people. I only have an over pair there, fucking thousand out of a thousand times so I know he didn't have a heart draw but the eight of hearts rolls on the turn like the worst card in the deck you know it's like it brings a flush which I don't I'm 90% sure he doesn't have and it brings an eight so now I had to ask myself did this fucking idiot really call a hundred and ten thousand of a hundred and twenty k pot with an eight when he knows I have an overpair and I, I, I thought it through for a minute and I said, yeah, he probably called me with like 7, 8 or 8, 9. I said, but if I move all in, I could have ace, king of hearts. Cause I know he don't have a heart. There's so many hands I could have to beat him if he has an 8. So instead of Mike just checking and folding and saving 25 big bets in the main event, which is a lot, I decided to move all in. And he snap called me with the 8 9 offsuit that he called my raise with and called the pot size bet on the flop. I wonder what he does when he doesn't hit an 8 or a 9 on the turn. And I just move all in because I'm moving all in no matter what. And then, then, then is he going to really call me with one pull of the to come with five outs if he does Merry Christmas. But do they have to hit a five outer? Does he have to hit an eight or a nine on the turn? I mean all it has to do is come no eight, no nine on the turn. I move all in and now I pick up 300000 and we're back up to 900000 right? Or or he calls with eight, nine then I move all in which was a bad play misplay the hand and then I accidentally hit 11 outs. Well, why not? I mean, Tommy Lee hit three outs to fuck me in the PLO tournament for fucking 1.5 million chip pot. This motherfucker hit a five-outer. You don't think I'd ever hit 11 outs. I only had nine hearts and two tens to hit. Of course not. Why would I ever do that? And so that was the main event, the way I went broke and pretty aggravating. Because I shouldn't have uh, It was an easy check fold So after the main event (laughs) I took the rest of the day off Slept in all day Jumped, was rested to play the stud eight Tournament I final tabled like four times Including 2019 when I finished fourth And I won it in 2013 And I proceeded to win a whole one pot in the three and a half hours I was there. And uh, then I jumped into the, let me see. Oh, I finished the study with, I think I got out of the day with 30. Yeah, I had had it up to 80. I finished with 30,000. That's right. 33,000, 37,000. No, what the fuck? Wait a minute. I came back with 44,000. And uh, very first hand guy I raised, had ace four five. I call. I hit a five. The other guy hits a seven. I bet he raises me. Like he knows I paired fives, but even if I did pair fives, well, his hand is fucking ace. Deuce three seven. You think uh one, two, three, seven is a favorite over ace four five five? I Meaning he could only hit a fucking seven at this particular point. And now I catch a queen, he catches an ace. I don't know what his whole cards are, but I say you got it, and he shows me aces, because that's what he made. And so we lose Oh so you're playing four and eight thousand, so I lost like I don't know, twenty there. I had like twenty-four thousand left. This stud eight. And so uh now I raise it with a six up and two queens in the hole and genius Ben Yu decides he's going to defend the bring in with the deuce seven nine. Yeah, you heard it. Do 7-9. Now, I catch a small card. I'm not sure what it was. Uh, I did catch a baby. No, I didn't catch a baby. I caught the jack of hearts. And he caught the king. He checks, I bet. Now, I have three big bets left. If I had two babies in the hole, and... Uh, I'm not going to just bet a fucking... When the jack hits, I'm just going to go check, check. So when I bet I've got a an over pair, probably aces most of the time, but this time I had queens. And Mr. Ben Yu called me with the deuce, seven, nine, king. Two, seven, nine, king on four. It's a good hand, Mr. Ben Yu. And uh, now on five, he breaks... Into open kings like of course he brought brought in broken open kings what's he going to do now I could fold on 5 I have 18,000 left or I could call 8,000 and see if I had 2 pair on 6 because I know he don't have 2 pair because if he had any pair he would have bet when I hit the jack on 4 so that was obviously he had no pair So he's got two kings, I know for sure. I don't know that he has deuce seven, nine. And so I call, I was going to literally fold if he caught any baby or I didn't make two pair. But of course I make two pair on six to make queens and sixes. And I bet, and he gets me all in. And his hand is, his hand going to the river is king King, deuce, seven, nine, jack. My board is queens and sixes. I have a jack that blocks him. And, of course, I brick the river and then he turns his hand up and he hits a seven to make kings and sevens. So I started with queen, queen, six against deuce, seven, nine. I then had queen, queen, six, jack against deuce, seven, nine, king. And this is a guy who's won four bracelets in the last five years. This is what I have to fucking fade. And uh, so I'm out of the stud eight. So I'm out of the stud eight in about three hands. So it's 240. And the big bet mix doesn't start till three. I feel good. I joined the big bet mix early. Draw a great table. And uh, somebody just punts his stack to me right away. And I got 80,000. That's like average chips for the end of the day. And of course, with their fucking bullshit max late reg, 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 where they pull people and they punish they punish the people who show up on time. If you show up on time, you're going to be moved 11 times and they're going to move you from a good table to, to all tables with pros and you're going to, they get, they reward the people. They reward people who show up late because the WSOP don't know what the fuck they're doing. So I end up getting moved to the worst table in the joint. Nobody put a chip in. Nobody ever played a pot. And, uh, I went six and a half hours without winning a pot. And I got all the way back down to 4K below starting stack. And, uh, we were playing pot limit triple draw, and everyone folds to me, and I get dealt <clears throat> deuce five six eight in the small blind. I make it three thousand. Uh, uh, Randy O'L, genius Randy O'L, and if you're listening, to Randy O'L, you're a fucking monkey. He pots it to nine thousand in the big blind. Whatever, I got a one-card draw. I'm all in. I repot it all in. 31K. He snap calls. And the first card I hit is a deuce. And I fucking throw it away. The next card I hit is a deuce. And I throw it away. And the last one, we turn our hand face up. He goes, I don't have a very good hand. I need a deuce. And this fucking monkey turns over three, four, five, seven. He's fucking drawing new three, four, five, seven, trying to fucking hit a deuce, which he knows there's only three of them left at max. As it turns out, he had one of them left and drawing to a fucking straight. And uh, he goes, uh, uh, he goes, you want me to look first I said yeah and he goes fuck i paired i go how big and he goes fives i'm like oh okay i go and flip my card over what do you think happens i hit a pair of sixes so Mr Randy O'L who put in 31 big blinds with 3457 wins the pot and busts me with a pair of fives with 15 minutes to go in the day so now I'm pretty aggravated, but I busted two tournaments, but I feel good. I had the day and a half off. So I said, let's go play cash. I go and play three, 600 mix game was, they had two games going. One was the must move. I got put in was off the charts. And uh, like the second hand I get dealt with playing deuces seven raz. And I have deuce 3, 5, 8, and 4 versus the 9, 8, the 10, 9, the jack, 6. And it's cap, 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 right? Now the 10, 8 hits some low card. I hit my normal brick. He bets the fucking jack calls. I don't even know what this game was so good. I, re- I pop it on five because I got the best draw and the best hand with two to come. Guy with the 10 already made, he re-raises it, which is fine. I don't give a fuck. Did other goofball calls. I cap it. Anyways, to make a long story short, there was two eights out on the fucking board. And the last card, I'm squeezing... And it's a fucking three across spade. Which means that uh, I had five outs and he had one card that beats me. And of course I flip it up. And of course it's the one card that that I lose with, the eight of spades. Because what else could it fucking be? So uh, I said to myself right before I turn it over, well, this is going to be my make or break at hand in the night. If I win this, I'm going to have a good night. If I lose it, I should probably quit. So I pair eights, I lose. So now I'm like 4K, 5K loser. It's 20K pot. Should have just listed to myself, picked up after the hand, took my 4K loss. But no, I reverted back to old Mike, the fucking irresponsible one. And I played till 10 in the morning and I proceed to win one pot. And so then I get home at 11 a.m. And I can't get to sleep till 2.30 in the afternoon or 3. Wake up at 10.40 at night. And I told my guy that's staying here that we're filming my documentary that let's go max late reg's the PLO. Let's fucking don't be a quitter. You know, don't be depressed. And then I said, fuck it. Then I went back in my room. I'm like, fuck it. I'm too depressed. Then I got back out of my room and said, fuck it. I got to go fight. So I max late reg because as I tell you guys all the time, max late reg favors all poker players because you get to buy in a tournament with two thirds of the field out and you get 40 big blinds and you win two pots. And so the next thing you know, you have above average chips. So. I get down to 20K, then I get it back up to a 45K, get moved to a new table, and then I get whacked with the deck and scoop four big pots. I get like 160, average is 140, finish the day with like 144, and so I start laughing, and I'm like, look at all these fucking idiots. They play all day, right? 10-hour days, they're fucking dead. I maxed late reg. I played for two hours. I got above average, above start stack, and and I'm fresh. And so it really worked out well. Now I was worried about how I was going to sleep for day two of this 3K PLO because I just slept till 1030 at night. But the fact, I guess, that I was up all night and day, I was able to fall asleep for like six hours, which was really big. And then day two I was really in the zone. I played fantastic. And we got to the last twenty-four people. I had five hundred and thirty-one. Average was like six oh five. So we're right there. And um uh oh wait a minute, what am I even saying? I finished the day with six sixty five. Average was six forty six. I was sick of five thirty one. That was the main event the two days before that. See, I don't. I can't even remember the fucking. Tur- can't even keep the tournament straight. Yeah, so I started with six forty-five, and we are two hours in, and I'm at like five eleven. Uh, I'm. I hadn't won. I hadn't had a playable hand yet, but I'm just maneuvering, maneuvering, trying to stay afloat. And the weird part is, is we went from twenty-four to ten. In two levels, which is like absolutely bizarre to me, you know? So I knew the chips were going to uh, consolidate. But now we're at 10. I'm still sitting at 510. Uh, two six, of tables. And then I finally catch my fucking sun run I've been waiting all fucking summer for. And I, I pick up five big pots in a row. and And now I got like 1.5 million and then i just start robbing them left and right and i build it all the way to 2.3 million and now i'm now i'm sitting on like 2.3 million with 10 left and i felt really comfortable uh and then i'm at 2.1 million with 8 left uh and then came a hand I lose, like, 6.45, and I put him on in the exact hand he had. I knew he had 9.10 in his hand. I was positive. Flop came ace ace, 8.7. I flopped aces and sevens, and I potted on the flop. I mean, this fucking monkey called a full fucking pot with 9.10. He had two nines and two tens in his hand. And I had a nine in my hand. I had ace, seven, nines. I flopped aces and sevens. So, Monkey has fucking four sixes, four jacks, one nine, and two tens to hit. But he has to hit it on the fucking turn because I'm potting all cards that aren't a six, a jack, a nine, or a ten. Comes a ten on the turn. He checks to me. I check back uh River Cardi Bet's two sixty five. It was a three of diamonds. I said he, he has nine ten or a bad flush draw that he missed. I snap call him. And he had the 9, nine ten ten. So he turned a set of tens and my read was perfect. So and even the guy who I thought was the best player in the tournament told me he was he would have snap called him. He thought he was bluffing also. So I I was sure he was bluffing I mean I never called quicker I was so sure This is a guy who every time you check back turn He would always bomb the river I picked him off about four different bluffs So that one hurt You know I mean uh, uh, That we lose like 645 In that pot now we're down to like 1.3 million 1.4 million And uh, Then we hit the break Uh and then I told you about everything else that went down after that. So, finishing seventh in this tournament after running the stack up to two and a half million was really, really, really disappointing. I mean, like, really disappointing. Now, I wasn't anywhere near as depressed as I was after I busted the stud eight, the big bet mix, and the fucking 40K loss in the cash game. That was a real, that was a nice little trifecta the day before. And uh, But I knew I had to I, I came into this tournament I'm like okay I gotta get 6th place To get even for my cash game And I got 7th So I didn't even get even for my cash game So I was not happy last night Anyways uh, I wasn't that down though I said I'm gonna get a good night's sleep I'm gonna do the podcast I'm gonna talk to everybody And uh, Kind of talk about How my World Series went. So I might play. It looks like there's a Turbo 1K tomorrow. Then there's a 5K Turbo on Monday. I'll probably play both of those. Who knows? I mean, I'm not a quitter. But I was going to play the closer today. I was going to late-reg it after after we did this podcast. But I'm just too tired. So I'm just not going to. And, uh, and I'll take a shot at the, tur- the two turbos. Um, anyways, so that's what's going on. We're going to take some phone calls. Fuck, we are. And uh, see if I can wake the fuck up and talk to you guys. Hello. The Mouthpiece. If you'd like to take part in our phone call segment, you can give us a call at 702-329-0480. And if you're a snowflake or a pussy and you don't want to talk to me, you can email me at mouthpiecepodcast at gmail.com. Also, follow me at The Mouth Matisseau on Twitter for times that our call-in segment will be Live 702 329 0480. Give me a call. We can talk about the series. We could talk about the covidiots We could talk about whatever the fuck y'all want to talk about. 702 329 0480. Give me a call. And, uh, We'll talk about whatever. So the World Series of 2021, what could have been, I end up winning about 40,000 in tournaments, but I lost that in one night in cash. So I broke about dead even for seven weeks. So, Welcome to the mouthpiece. This is Mike. What's going on? Hey, Mike. You still got it, Mike. This is Drew for the Woodlands
1: you and Phil despite all these fucking gto nerds still got it no i don't sure. know i mean tell me i mean i have a little app right in my hand it gives me all the gto it, it might give me 70% of all gto moves for MTT M- M- P- P- M- and cash congrats I'm not you could fuck it yeah yeah you could read, or, read all he has those
0: access to it yeah
1: you no, can, no. Everybody has access to it. Nobody yeah, special. Yeah,
0: yeah. Keep studying I, I fucking say, charts. Yeah. Keep studying charts. See I, I, how I'm that fucking saying, works. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just trying to make a point here.
1: I know. Nobody special. Daniel Nograno. Apparently, if you really get into GTO study, I got the app. He, and he's got something else. I paid four ninety nine GTO Plus at the App Store. Mm. You can get all the fucking ranges. It's nothing special. But he got. He's paying somebody. I don't know, 49000 a year, whatever he's doing. So he gets a little bit better charts. I don't know. But he could cash a lot. But for some reason, he didn't in this smaller field, in this uh, pandy of ours, this post-pandy. By the way, how's the, uh, how the outbreak's going in, in, in Las Vegas with all this stuff? Not very much? Oh, surprise. Anyway, he cashed a lot, and he did not get a ring. He Apparently, he went from a guy who can get rings a guy who just gets a lot of cash. Well, and I think maybe we should. Go I mean, back to I him. don't want
0: to knock oh, Daniel because I played with him a lot during the I World do. Series, but you know, you know, as my shirt would say, he is a libtard, uh, which is okay. And I believe in capitalism, yeah, so he's a libtard, but I love him anyways. Uh, he, um, I mean, he had a good World Series. He just, he kind of ran like me. He never could win a pot with two tables to go, ever, ever. Uh, But like he ended up with like 17 caches, but he played 70 Mm -hmm. events or 65 events. I played 21. Yeah. I mean, he bought into the 250K, I think once. He bought it in the fifty k yesterday twice. He bought it in the hundred k twice. I mean, uh, I mean, he's having a a decent World Series, but he's losing a lot of money because he can't. He hasn't done shit in the. Um, he's trying to he's trying to burn that Scheinberg money as quick as he could, right? Yeah, he's got lots of money. He'll be okay. Uh, uh,
1: hey, I mean, who knows, you know, he's apparently uh,
0: financially set up, but man, he made millions off
1: them Scheinbergs, and uh, getting off the, I don't is, know who's running. This is all the,
0: you so need to know. There ain't much to know. Okay. So many old school players won bracelets this year. So many. And then so many were so close. Uh, Phil Hellmuth has six final tables. Nobody's ever had seven in the history of the World Series. So he wants to do that. Uh, I've got three final tables out of 21 events, 11 caches. Oh, by the way, that now brings my total since 2018 to 34 caches in 73 events and nine final tables. So all the fucking haters out there, can go suck a cock because... Uh,
2: all the
1: folk haters meaning, i.e., Doug Polk.
0: Yeah. So uh, they could all He's suck a it.
1: I mean, I'll say, Doug Polk, I mean, I, I know you're listening here or somebody, is. you're a prick. Yeah, You're,
2: you're a prick. D- you Doug's actually...
0: When, when were... Yeah, Doug's actually become a better person now than he was before. I don't know about that. Well, that's... His, I'm going to tell, tell you...
2: I, I, I mean, prick, I yeah.
0: talked to him a lot. Uh, we were... You know, I told him I was pissed off at him because of, you know, he accused me of Phil cheating, which he knew was not true, but he's trying to make a name for himself. We know
1: what he's doing. We know what he's doing. Yeah, we knew what he was doing. Big names like you. Yeah, and so once. So he can sell sell you and other idiots out there. Yeah.
0: $500. But once he sold, once he beat Daniel for all that money, which Daniel should have never played him, now he got all the business, and uh, and then he became. Yeah. He's actually a nice guy now, but I mean, he did what he had. To, he did what he had to do to build himself a brand. And uh, I don't, I don't yeah. blame uh, blame him for a lot of things. Hey, but, everybody
1: out there! Before you go to Doug Post Course GTO Plus, you can pay six dollars a month to get all the charts. You can listen to all this stuff. It's not going to be that much different than what you're getting through him, unless he's actually like. A sweating your cards, which he's never going to do. So say, put the money back in your pocket, buy your own Bitcoin. Remember when he was into Bitcoin? He was a Bitcoin genius. Yeah, I had Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin at 27
0: podcast. bucks a coin. I had $10,000 worth fucking seven years ago. How'd I end up? I had death threats. <laughs> they threatened to kill me. They said I was a Ponzi I scheme. That. I remember that. Like, you your you're your fucking dad. opening another Ponzi scheme, Mike. Just like yeah, Full Kill. I till. remember
1: people. I do. People, yeah. you were streaming out of your old house. Your brother was streaming to yeah, you. You and were talking about Bitcoin. And and you, then you the guys, fucking. This I, is what right after. You were doing this right after uh, the Black Black Friday,
0: whatever
2: happened. Yeah. With, uh, uh, with, uh, yeah. So till, instead of me having
0: my, my couple hundred million like all every other poker player has, I got a big fucking dick and they're fucking rich. So fuck it.
1: I mean, you yeah, but kind of you kind of dodged a bullet there. You could have been an equity stakeholder in that tail poker. You know, you could, have, well, yeah. you could have dodged the bullet on that. No,
0: one. but they <laughs> they thought I was a fucking owned a piece. That's why they threatened to kill me. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, those,
1: those idiots, like it's much like the idiots in the chat. I mean, you're, most of you guys are all right, but most of you, most of you are idiots, like it's your favorite. Your I like that's the favorite saying. Here is idiots. tell like yeah. you're, you're just a fucking idiot. Go down to the kitty. You,
0: you know. You know. I'm going to say one thing, then we got some more phone calls. I'm going to have to let you go. And I'm going to tell you this. I fucking show up at the World Series. I'm in chronic pain 50% of the time. I'm 53 years old. I'm on 23 different fucking meds. And I'm fucking competing or doing better than 90% of these motherfuckers. So that's all you need to know. And by the way, they play 50 tournaments a week online. I play 20 tournaments a, day, a a year at the World Series and that's it. So talent is always going to outdo fucking studying charts and bullshit. You know what? Yeah, I'd rather fucking I'd rather kill myself. I'd rather kill myself than study fucking charts and fucking uh, about how to play poker. Oh, let me see. This chart says I'm supposed to raise the King seven of diamonds against this stack because this is what GTO says. Oh, well, go suck yeah, it. Okay.
1: Well, by all, all right. means, Doug Poke. He's in, he's in Austin. He's got a lot of schemes he's got to get through. So I'm not saying don't support Doug Polk and his schemes, but, you know, I'm not a hater, but, you know, Doug, you are scheming. We know yeah. this. So uh, have a nice uh, day. You, know, you got it, my man. On, Thanks for calling.
0: Peace. I motherfucker had more energy than, than me when I'm on crack cocaine and shit. All right. Uh, yeah, I will give some callbacks. You know, I had a good World Series. I mean, but there's it's a difference between what could have been and what is. Welcome to the mouthpiece. This is Mike. What's going on? Who's Mikey, this?
2: What's up? It's Gypsy Frank.
0: Gypsy Frank, what's going on, my man?
2: Same shit, different day, man. What you been up
0: to, bro? Working, man. What do you think I'm doing? 24 7, fucking grinding, 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 all to get a big giant fuck at the end with two tables to go in every tournament.
2: But, yeah, that sucks.
0: You know, listen, I take responsibility for giving away the main event on day four. It was a pretty easy checkfold. And save twenty five big blinds, which twenty five big blinds in the main is like a hundred in any other tournament. But I kind of I was pan-
2: listening earlier when you mentioned that. Yeah, I kind of
0: can... panicked. I was kind of upset, you know, and it, and I was having a bad med day. And when I have a bad med day, I had two two bad dead two bad med days the entire World Series. It was so funny, and when you. When you see my documentary come out, you know, you'll, you'll understand that. Like I talked about it. Like I kept saying, if I could play at this level and my brain chemistry can hold up for eight days, we're going to have a chance. And day four, um, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I up my Adderall dosage a little bit when I first woke up because I knew I had to be sharp and I. I really wanted to get a double up early. And uh, after I got the double up early, um, my brain just wasn't working right. And I knew at the first break, even though I had a million in chips, I knew at the first break I, I was in trouble. I mean, I was telling uh, two or three people that I, I need I'm, my brain's not working right, I'm having a bad med day. I knew it was because I took too much Adderall yeah, that's I, nice. I I t- t- took a clonopin, uh, which usually helps with this when I get manic from the Adderall, and uh,
2: yeah, that's essentially a Valium, right?
0: No, nah, it's a ten percent Valium, pretty much. So it's very mild. It's still a benzo family. Yeah, right? it's a benzo, and it but it, but it but it usually. Get t- t- it knocks it stops my uh the manic that i get sometimes from when i take too much adderall
2: yeah i feel you when i'm sleep deprived and take a lot of adderall or whatever uh, i can't i function at like 30 percent brain capacity correct when sleep deprived, so you
0: insane. so what happened was is i didn't sleep well i had four hours sleep and i know like for adderall to work well you you got to get sleep and when you if you use it to like kinda of wake up and take extra it makes you speedy instead of focused. Uh yeah, exactly. It's and, like trying to fucking plate doing blow and just not correct, gonna happen. Correct. And and I was able to to uh navigate, you know, for three days and uh it just caught up to me and my my brain kinda of melted and I got frustrated. I can imagine
2: the frustration in that spot because like I don't know. I think no offense, I just think it's a poor line because I think, you know, you could check call. It's essentially a stop and go play.
0: Right. Well, so I mean, I caught a I caught a great followers. flop and I bet the pot. But when he called, I knew he didn't have a heart drop, because he would have called a lot faster. You
2: bet two X pot there and he's probably still peeling one to be honest with you. Yeah. So,
0: well, because they're monkeys are not paying attention. By the
2: way, you explained the player.
0: Yeah. I mean, like if the guy was watching I mean, it's just not much. When I bet pot into four players on an 8-6 deuce board with two hearts.
2: Yeah, you have at least, you know, 10 I mean,
0: I have an no overpair. I mean, I would ne- That's That was the only reason why. Now, he took so long to call that he, there's no chance he has a flush draw. You see what I'm saying? None. Zero.
2: Yeah, I mean, if he has a flush draw there, the way you explained him, bluffing and everything, he might have ripped it on you, and hoping you have ace queen, ace king, and then you throw it in the mug.
0: Yeah, he had like 1.7 million. So, and or 1.8 million. And I had, I started the ham with uh, uh, five hundred and four. No, I started 140. So I started the ham with 445. So, yeah, I open a 30, up, so I opened the 30 and then I bet 120 on the flop leaving me 305 behind. So so one right. one I bet 110, 140. Yeah, 305. So I started with 445 just like I said. Uh, and so I know he's going to when he took all that time he doesn't have a flush draw. And so then even though the 8 of hearts comes off the worst card in the deck. Uh I also know he's raising all sets on the flop because it looks like I have an overpair, and the board's very oh, yeah, wet. Course, right, right. The board's very seven, wet, eight. so the so the sets are out of his range. The flush draw was out of his range. Now he
2: could really have other than that is five six possibly, well, but like you said, there's a lot of pair in uh, backdoor draws. Seven, right. Eight, seven, so nine, I'm nine,
0: thinking five, five seven eight, seven nine. Uh, uh. It could be a seven, eight, uh five, six, but I just didn't feel that I mean, he'd been playing with me now for over two hours. And after I got the aces and the double up with the set against Kings, I didn't I purposely did not play another hand for an hour and forty-five minutes. Like I was throwing away all suited connectors. I threw Ace Jack away. I did this to set up my table image that I'm a nit. I even tell Kevin, I go, Kevin, tell these guys, am I a nit or what? And Kevin goes, Mike's a fucking nit. So I'm like, perfect, perfect. You know, I wanted them to be convinced I'm a nit because then as soon as the level went up, I was just going to fucking start raising, re-raising and just building my stack, right?
2: Well, that's what I called in to tell you, man. I heard you talking about, uh, I I mean, I've been keeping track and seeing your uh, finishes and shit, mm-hmm. like uh, finishing in the last two tables, then a sixth, seventh, uh, then you have an eighth, I think, too. Yeah. three final tables.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a seventh, uh fifth, and a ninth. Ninth, seventh, fifth. Yeah. Well, and look some,
2: at the uh, look at Sean Deeb's track record for when he final tables.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, his he win wins.
2: rate is fucking ridiculous. His win rate is like second well, to none when he final sh- tables. Uh, like whether you like there.
0: Sean Deeb or not, Sean Deeb, a is a once in a generation talent. Okay.
2: Yeah, he's a champ for sure. He
0: is the Stu Unger of this. Decade. He is the Phil Ivy of this decade. Well, and he's
2: super, I agree, he's super aggressive, but not to the point of like Vanessa Selps where she's just fucking pumping it off.
0: Right. Sean Deeb is super aggro, but if he gets short on chips, he, compl- uh, I mean, he, he don't play the short stack better than
3: me, because I'm the best short stack
0: player in the world, there. but he plays a short stack fantastic. And so, um... He's well rounded, but you got to remember, Sean D plays fifty tournaments a week. Okay, of every game, True. I play twenty tournaments a year. Okay, so uh, he's very, very, you know, well rounded because he's right, put in so much of the example. work. What's that? It's like,
2: uh, I'm from the same town. Uh, what? Do you, Josh Reyes from here in Atlanta. And um, he's jo- been getting coaching. Jo- Josh Aria
0: runs like fucking god. He's a good friend. Oh yeah, he
2: has to run like god to do okay. what he did today.
0: But he's also
2: been getting coaching, and I'm sure that's helped him a lot because oh, the, there, there ain't, ain't prior, no
0: fucking. I don't believe he's getting coaching. I, he's been playing as long as me. You think all of a sudden twenty yeah, no, okay. twenty five years in, he's going to say, "Hey, I'm Josh Aria. I think I'm going to get poker coaching." I don't believe that.
2: Well, I believe uh, what I've heard, just some inside news from being kind of in a loop or whatever went through. I mean, it's not my business to put out, but went through a divorce and shit. I think he's focusing more on his poker career now.
0: What's happened, what it is, you just hit it right on the nose, is he got divorced. He was in a toxic relationship. He met a nice young girl. uh, And his head's clear. Okay. Like his head, I had played with Josh. I've been playing with Josh since 1998. So right, right. Me and Josh used to play seventy-five, one-fifty Omaha eight every day, uh, for long. And he was a, gr- a really good Omaha eight or better player back then. And uh, then he became a really good PLO player. Uh, and he found. Then he won a PLO bracelet to start, um, and then he came right back and won yeah, the PLO eight. Five, now, you know, winning the the PLO eight was coming right off of a fifth place in the fifty K and he max late regs the PLO eight and then he wins it because Max Late Reg is the absolute disgrace to fucking poker. That's another reason yeah, why I, I wanted that's another reason why I wanted to win yesterday to just prove them everyone that Max Late Reg is fa- it, dude it fav it ha- when you could reg with 40-
2: I mean, it favors GTO if you know how to play a 15 20 big blind stack perfect if um, you're like
0: I am one of the best if not the best 20 to 30 big blind players in the world okay why would why you, why would I ever play super deep with a bunch of killers in PLO I buy in with 40 big blinds and and I and I spin it up to 140. Average stack was 135. These motherfuckers played all day. I played two hours. You think that's not an edge? Okay. Yeah, now, absolutely. granted, you have to win one of the first two pots you play. Okay? Yeah. But what, what the big, big advantage of late regging Max isn't just the fact that two-thirds of the field are out and you're still in. Anytime you're still in with two-thirds of the field out, your, your chips are worth, like, Three X, you know what I'm saying? Yeah,
2: exactly.
0: And when you're playing at max late reds late at night, the blinds are high enough to where instead of you playing four, five way action pots where you have to fucking basically make the nuts, every hands head up, and that's where people are missing. So, like, it's head up or three way action tops. Okay, sense, yeah. at the max late reg, and with that you can maneuver, and you could chop up where without risking chips. Where early in the day, when everybody's going broke, it's like four. You got to make hands. Yeah, you could build a stack if the deck hits you. Okay, but let's be honest. Like okay, I I, I was let's let's go to the three K PLO right. I started the day with one hundred and forty right? Which was average stack going on day two. But there was like one person with 800, three people with 500, like got lots of people with 300. And how'd, they, the do, how'd they do? how they do? None of them made the final table. See what I'm saying? Because it doesn't matter. You just have to be alive. Look at the guy who got second in the main event. He had one big blind left after he L- loss of fifty million chip pot. He had four hundred and seventy-five thousand left playing two four hundred, and the next thing you know, he's got the chip lead head up in the main event. So what does that tell you? That's why I let it know. Poker that. tournaments are stay alive long enough to give yourself a chance to get lucky. It's navigate the I field.
2: I agree with that to an extent, I'm like Honestly, but I believe in like end game that. um <sighs> I believe, like, and, and please don't take this as, uh, yeah. you know, offensive, because I'm always saying it to try to uh, influence you to study a little bit more when it comes to charts and shit, and just just have understanding of it. Not it's that never, I'm
0: never fucking going to fucking study a chart on poker because I know where I'm at. I don't need a fucking chart. I use my fucking tight ass image to fucking maneuver. Stay alive. I
2: know you do that. You talk about that a lot or whatever, but I think that's being exploited. Uh, I I think sometimes you're getting leveled in my opinion, but you know, it's just my I fucking showed these
0: people on, on day two for almost the whole day, the nuts for half the day. Right. Then I got a hold of some chips on day three and I punished them. I fucking called every raise in position. I took down so many hundred, 200 Ks, 200 Ks, 300 Ks. And I built my stack to two and a half million without ever having a hand. But they don't know that. They just think I'm tight Mike. So um, that was the same in the main event. I, on day two, I had zero hands and I maneuvered my stack from one, I started the day from 53,000, finished the day with 531, and I never won one pot. I won one pot at showdown. I I picked up, actually two. I picked up 27,000 in the one pot with aces, the only real pot of hand I had. And then Dan Zach, I knew he was going to move in short stack on my big blind because he thinks I'm tight, Mike, and I always give up my big blind. And I had king nine of hearts. I said, Dan, I don't think you have shit and I I said out loud I said I always thought you're going to move in on my big blind. I'm going to call you as light as I'm ever going to call you and I call him a king nine of hearts and he had jack eight of hearts. Now, of course he flops jack eight because that's what they do against me. He yeah, came jack big, eight nine. Flop came jack eight nine, but came nine on the turn. And so I won out of the 530. I started with 53. I won a 27k. With aces against a short stack who had eights and 38K against Dan Zach's at 65K in showdown. So that's 65K in showdown plus 53. That's 118. I finished with uh 531 and never had another hand. All that was was chopping, grinding, finding my spots, and moving up the charts. Okay. And I don't really want to talk about it because people will disagree, but the GTO people and the chart people and the math people are all like, Well, the math says here, you got in the main event, you don't take small edges. You never take small ICM edges in the main event. Okay. Because too
2: many your twenty five bigs in that spot was worth God knows how much.
0: God knows how much what my twenty five bigs are worth. That's why I'm so upset, okay. I, punt, I, I punted off the main event. Okay, I've done, i punted off the main event twice in my life. In 2000, what in 2007, yeah, no, I did it in 2007, which was a real punt, and I did it this year. And uh, normally when I do that, I punish myself. So there's a, there's the Bellagio WPT 5 diamond that's coming up now in uh, two weeks. Uh, I'm going to punish myself. And I am going to play that. And I am going to win that. And I know how good my no limit hold'em is. And you know, I played great. I unfortunately had a bad... I don't want to say I punted it off. I was having a bad med day. And when my fucking brain ain't working right, this is what happens. So I picked the wrong time to have a bad med day. Yeah, I took the wrong time to have a bad med day. And it's really, I only had two the whole World Series. So, uh, listen, I got some other calls. I got to let you go. Uh, but uh, it was very interesting World Series. I'm going to talk a little bit more about it here uh, after I take some calls. And, uh, yeah, and man, I appreciate the call. Nice you to you. Take care. You got it, my man. Take care. Later. 702 right. Give me a call. all right hey 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 hey! welcome to mouthpieces mike
3: it's donnie from uh colorado how you doing man
0: what's up donnie what you been doing what's going on man
3: not a whole lot just wanted to call in i uh my thoughts are flowing exactly with the first few callers or so and um I'm just calling, man, why is there not more PLO, PLO8 action? I mean, I know there's action out there, but like you guys are talking with all the GTO shit and all these chart readers and and stuff, it's just, it's so frustrating. I'd love to see more mixed game action and... Me too. Now... Watch you punish these fucks.
0: Well, what I want to see... Okay, so back pre-fucking let's rake everyone to death and run all no limit holdem tournaments cuz we get the most rake. Uh, every stop would have you know a couple no limit holdem tournaments and then all different mixed games. I would like to see all the WPT stops and all the the major Venetian tournament stops. I'd like to see them have a mixed game schedule. And if they had a mixed game schedule Okay, yeah, they're not going to get that many people to start. They'll probably get 25, 50 people. But in two or three years, people will take on the mixed games, start playing 100, 200 people, 300. Next thing you know, you got 1,000 people fields. So I, I do believe all these places need to start adding a mixed game schedule to their, you know, whether it's 08, stud 8, horse, you know, right. eight game, whatever. They need to start adding it to the mix. And if they do that, yeah. I'll start playing tournament poker again. If they don't, I'm not traveling the world with the pain that I'm in most of the time. Because every time I, I fly, it uh, it um, because of the compression Pressure. and de- decompression, it, it, I'm in horrible pain with my spinal cord injury. So... If I'm going to fly, I'm going to fly. You know, for I'm not flying for a No Limit Hold'em poker. I'm not traveling around the world to play No Limit Hold'em. Just not doing it, right? So, um, and, and you you hit
3: you touched on something too that I was going to bring up before you even mentioned it. I was like, well, damn, you're, that's exactly what I'm fucking thinking is, you know, all the GTO talk, this, that, the other. I think the two biggest things that people who are advanced or in pursuit of playing semi-professionally or professionally is obviously number one position. And then I think bluff catchers are something that's completely overlooked. Now I know GTO touches on that and stuff, mm-hmm. but most of the time I've been playing almost daily for 19 years and
4: mm-hmm.
3: I've played semi-pro and I had several years of playing full time um, 10 or 12 years ago. And you know, I've been around the block with the games and you know, I, I rarely play no limit hold'em anymore. anymore, right. but bluff catchers are something that's so overlooked by the masses that the GTO touches on it. But the, the natural feel for the game, I think is just, lost. you can't it teach makes me frustrated. Talent. To play. You,
0: you understand that you can't teach talent. Okay. All the GTO, right. all the math in the world, OK, now perfect GTO is going to make a person like Maria Ho a really good no limit hold'em tournament player. OK, right. and she's become a very good no limit hold'em tournament player, but she doesn't have natural talent. OK, natural talent right. are instincts that are God given talent that your your gut tells you whether you're beat or not. And if you follow those instincts and you have that talent, there is no chart in the world that's going to make up for it. You see what I'm saying? Now, I'm fundamentally sound, okay, where Phil Helmuth is not. But Phil's instincts and his reading abilities are able to overcome his lack of fundamentally being sound. Now, we're talking about Nolan and Holdem. by the way. Uh, Right. And uh, if he puts the work in, which he wants to go down as the greatest uh, poker player of all time. So because he's a good friend of me and because he helped me out a lot when things were bad for me, uh, Uh I I spent hundreds of hours teaching him mixed games. Are you crazy, Phil? And that's why Phil's done real well in like six different events, all these mixed games, this World Series, because, you know, I work with them, you know, and right. he gave away the Omaha tournament, the Omaha high, because he fucking didn't three bet the Ace King Deuce seven, which I told him you always three bet Ace King Deuce always. And he would have got the big yeah, blind out both ways. Yeah. The big blind would have gotten out. And he would have won this pot, and he would have gone to the final table with a 1.1 million in chips instead of 495,000. That's a big mistake, you know. And that, yeah, and difficult. then there's another hand.
3: I've lost once.
0: I don't want to hear from Phil. Shut up. <laughs> Listen. Yeah. And then there was another hand that he lent. Oh no, that was in the PLO eight. Okay, so that was the PL That was the uh, Omaha Eight. So I was really frustrated, you know, because yeah, I you know, you know, we we, uh, we talk about a lot of stuff, and I, you know, there's a lot of information to be put in, in in, but but I specifically always told them always three bet Ace King Deuce. If they four bet you, you know they have aces. It's the easiest hand to get away from on the flop. If you don't flop right. a pair and a low draw, or whatever, you call the one more bet. Right. So. Right. Uh, so I think that pop that, that really could have cost him the Omaha 8 tournament. Now in the PLO 8, um, he was deep in the PLO 8. Uh, I'm, I'm not quite sure if he cashed it. He might have just bubbled it. I'm not quite sure, but he makes this catastrophic mistake. Uh, and I told him. Raise all ace king. Well, I don't want to give away my PLO eight secrets, but I told him uh, raise all ace king queens with ace suited at all times in PLO eight because PLO eight
3: big card. I mean that's an well,
0: important card. In regular P- Omaha eight, ace king queen ten is a dog shit hand. I mean it just it, it, it's a limit game, right. so people are going to peel for backdoor lows and all that shit. But in PLO eight, right. Ace King Queen Ten, you got to play it like PLO. That's a big hand, so you got to raise it, especially right. on the, especially on the button, right? He pots the button. Absolutely. He wins this big oh, pot. Instead, he gets he limps the button. I I I can't even believe he did this. The small blind calls, and the flop comes Ace Ace Eight. And he gets it all in versus the small blind and he's like Fuck this guy had ace five six queen. He could only hit a a five or a six or I or I scoop, I go, Phil. You do all know kinds of equity. I go, you do know you have twenty three percent equity in this fucking pot. What are you talking about? Right. He only has six outs to beat me. I'm like, no, he's got right. running straight cards. Plus, he's got. I go, right. you want me? To, and I ran the hand for him, and he saw that he was twenty three point eight percent. And I said, "There you go, buddy." Well, yeah, you know that's
3: like in in PLO eight, where you know people want to slow play the flop. You know, they flop top set, and there's it goes run or run or how many times, right? And they're well, trying to get tricky with the flop play and stuff, and.
0: Well, here's the deal. You know, there's a okay, of place to I, I do don't. That. I, I, you know, I'm going to open my my Omaha eight teaching course uh, probably by the first of the year. So I don't want to give out too much info. But yeah. if you flop, I'll
3: be If that. you
0: flop top set, let's just say you got a lot of chips. So you limp in with a piece of shit like the queen, queen, jack, nine, and when you limp in, everybody thinks you got. Eight, because you got it. You got to limp ace, ace deuces also, and you got to limp ace, deuce, threes. So, so you right. got you got a balance, okay? And the flop comes a queen, but if it comes like if you limp in and then three other people limp behind, you do not pot right the flop. The matter of fact, you don't bet the flop. If somebody else bets, you call. If it comes any low card on the turn, it's a check full because half the pot's gone. Okay. But if it comes Queen eight three or Queen Seven Deuce or Queen Eight Four, now you're potting the flop. Okay? And you're potting the turn because there's pretty much no combo of low cards that hits the turn that can give them a straight. Straight You see what I'm saying? So now you've put pressure on them because you limped that looks like you have ace, deuce, and like a pair, or even middle pair, or top right. pair, and you're going to make the ace, deuces fold out because uh, they think they're getting quartered. So The biggest mistake people make in PLO 8 is they flop a set. I'll give you an idea here. The dance so You can shack-
3: do that if your head's up. Don't uh, play that way if your heads up or only multi. Uh, I mean, you know if you're if you're if I limp or away.
0: if I limp and a tight player limps behind, I know he's got like one two three or one two four. So if it comes right. two wheel cards and a queen, I'm I'm checking. And if it comes a wheel card in the yeah. turn, I'm folding. Or if it comes even I a seven, you. I've got nothing in the pot. It's a limp pot. This is the biggest mistake right. everybody makes in PLO
4: eight.
0: Right. So here, I'll give you an example. Okay, the, my bust out hand in the PLO eight. Okay, first of all, I had the worst starting table ever. Then Dan Shack shows up. That makes it a little bit better. And so now he limps the cutoff. Okay, and now mm-hmm. I pot I pot the button with Ace Queen Three Four double suited, and uh-huh. he and he calls. And the flop comes. Now remember what I have: Ace, Queen, Three, Four. So the flop comes: Double suited, yeah. Five, yep. Deuce, Jack, Rainbow. I flopped two backdoor flush oh. draws and a complete fucking wrap. Okay, to the low. Right. Okay. Right. My uh, uh, equity in the hand was sixty-eight percent. I was only two to one favorite. I thought I was more. Uh, but he checks I bet what Would he four, have is it an overpair? well I'm gonna tell you right now he checks all right, let's I it. bet 4,000 he pots it when he check pots it raise pots he's gotta set 100% of the time okay uh-huh. but I had a bad table I had starting stack six hours in and I've gotta try and get chips so right I put it all in he snap calls And he did exactly the cardinal rule I told you not to do. His hand, of course, his hand is the deuce, deuce, three jack. So he flops, bottom set, no draw, you know. And, and of course, the board runs out deuce five, and I'm out of the tournament. Uh, He doubles to 120. Uh, Ite told me his 120 lasted five minutes because she got it five minutes after I broke. Uh, of course, so he he's ended up go. hitting quads. What's that? He made quads on a turn. Yeah, but, he ended up hitting quads? Yeah. But what he's supposed to do is since I raised pre-flop and I bet the flop. When I bet the flop, it's fucking, it's not a dry ace three. It's like, it's ace three, four. Yeah, exactly. A, you know, ace two, three. I've got a straight draw with a low draw. So he's supposed to yeah, just call. The world. He's There's supposed to call cash. the four thousand. If a low card comes off, he's supposed to check fold. That's the correct way to play. Okay. Instead, right. he got all his money in two to one dog. See what I'm saying? So yeah, uh,
3: yeah and you know that's that's the angle that you know the beauty of PLO eight, and I, I pretty much play PLO eight. Ninety percent of the time, right now, I'll still play some PLO and maybe a no limit hold'em game if it's real juicy. But um, there's so many reasons I play that format now. But wow. the, the, it makes no limit feel like just um, a Mickey Mouse game or something. Well, you know because I mean? when you because
0: like, if because if you're a top PLO eight player, it's like the no limit players were in the early two thousands. That you, you you're just always right. going to get there. You know what I'm saying? You just are.
3: Yeah. And like the the one time you make a critical mistake, it's so obvious to yourself that you're like, how the fuck did I just make that mistake? Yeah. Like it just doesn't happen, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, But if you're a great PLO player, you can make the adjustment to PLO eight if you understand the values of the low cards, like, like people think one, two, three, four. And PLO eight is like a great hand. One two three four in Omaha eight limit is a good hand. One two three four in pot limit is a horrible hand because you you could w- what are you looking the flop? If it doesn't come five three on the flop or deuce four or deuce three, you're, right. you're going to get a quarter. You're just never scooping. Right, you know. I, I, I'm not going to talk no exactly. more. P, I'm not talking any no, more PLO eight strategy. Class
3: if, if that's coming out, yeah,
0: I'm giving away way too much info. Anybody wants to learn PLO eight, they can learn when I open my my site. Oh, so but,
3: you're you're gonna launch that in January?
0: Uh, probably January, February, and um. So uh, the what people don't the, the the biggest misconception right now in PLO eight is. They think Ace Deuce is the almighty Grail, and Ace Deuce in PLO eight about as worthless as Queen Ten offsuit is in no limit hold'em.
3: Yeah, you end up getting countered for a fucking massive pot, and you get stacked off. You know, Dude,
0: I of- I watch so many people three bet dry Ace Deuces, and just I you what I watch is ridiculous. Anyways, no more PLO eight strategy. I, I don't want to give yeah. Too no, much. I agree with
3: you though. Know, in You know, you would think after 20 years from the Moneymaker deal going on 20 years, I still see gameplay that's so pathetic, and I'm not, you know, bowing down to my own skills or anything, but, like, Mm -hmm. I've really lost as to where the real value of GTO is because against the masses, if you've got a good table and you have any natural talent for the game – you can throw that shit right out the window for the most part. If you've put in any time at the tables, I mean. Yeah.
0: Listen, I, don't I know. gotta go. I'm I got I, side, I got a bunch of calls. I gotta go. I appreciate the call. Call, call me. I'm. I'm going right, to Start running podcasts again. Yeah. So, so we'll, we'll call right, me man. next time. You got it. So right, I just uh, all right. Take care. So Ooh. I I, I want to bring this up. This goes to show you how uneducated people are. Somebody in my chat, Mister Uncle Andy, wrote. Kyle Rittenhouse killed two black people and the racist justice system let him walk. I think he's being sarcastic. Okay. No, I I don't know if he is. But, like, Kyle Rittenhouse didn't kill any black people. And the two people he killed, one was a five-time child molester and the other was a four-time felon. And anybody who watched the trial knows that it was self-defense. Hello? Welcome to the Mouthpieces, Mike.
4: Hey, Mike, what's up, man? It's Nelson calling from Phoenix again. What's,
0: what's going on, my man? How you doing? How you been?
4: Good, man. I've been great, actually. I just had about like three questions for you, man. Sure. Go ahead. All right, Um, right. Let's see. My first question would be, have you uh, watched any of the high-speed duels yet? Or, like, did you enjoy that format? Uh,
0: The only one I watched was... uh, Let's see. I came in real late when Phil was down to crumbs in the first one, and he came back and won. I watched the second one where Phil went nuclear on Daniel, and Daniel never saw it coming. (laughs) And I watched the third one where... Daniel was so outclassed, it was a joke. Now he'll never admit it, but Phil fucking mm-hmm. just, just anybody that watches poker and could watch that third match and don't think that Phil completely dominated him, they don't, they might as well just quit watching poker. So, uh, <laughs> so Daniel to, spent, I let's, I, I'm not talking bad about Daniel because he's one of my good friends, but mm-hmm. Daniel spent, Hundreds of hours studying head up charts, ranges, all that fucking bullshit. And he watched a guy who never fucking studied one chart fucking demolish them in three straight. Because I'm Um, good at
3: no limit hold'em.
0: No, it's not because you're good at no limit hold'em. It's because you fucking, you play poker. I mean, listen, all you need to know is this. And if anybody wants to say anything different, just say, shut the fuck up. He (laughs) five bet fucking Daniel with eight three of clubs. Okay. The flop came Jack 10, six rainbow. And he check calls a big bet of 30 K. Then the board came at 10 on the turn. and He moved in. Okay. Uh And he wins that pot. Daniel had two deuces. Now, they both felt weakness, but Phil got the last. Phil had more heart than Daniel did, okay? Now, yeah. Now Phil opens ace-jack of spades. Daniel re-raises it to 2,800, like two and a half big bets, big blinds. And Phil just shows ace-jack face-up, and Daniel has ace-queen. Now, do you really believe that that's luck? Okay, it's not luck. The fucking GTO math guys are calling it the worst fold in history. They don't see what Phil sees, and I see also when I'm on. That's why I've been having a great World Series because my instincts have been Mm -hmm. fantastic. But I asked Phil afterwards. I said, listen, I know you read great. You see things. I know you saw weakness with the 3-8 hand, blah, 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 blah. I said, but how did you just fold for the one bet with the ace queen with the ace jack of spades and his fucking answer was just perfect he said Mike I raised the exact same amount on the button about 30 minutes earlier and Daniel re-raised me the same amount I called and by the time the hand was over he showed me king 10 offsuit and he won the pot right He's, mm-hmm. and so he told my he, uh or he either won the pot or lost the pot whatever i forgot what it was so then he said when he raised and daniel re-raised the exact same amount okay like 20 minutes later or 30 minutes later whatever it was mm-hmm. he knows how daniel thinks he's like there's no way that he's ever three betting him light with the exact mm-hmm. same opening stack raise after he just three bet him with the King 10, the hand before. And he said, when he three bet me the exact same amount, I knew he had a monster. So I folded. Oh, man. And so for people to just say they, that, that Phil, yeah, this Phil, not fundamentally sound. No. Couldn't he, could he work on that and become great, you know? And so, mm-hmm. yeah, but, if you don't see the talent, you're just a fucking imbecile. You're just you're just dumb, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. you know, all the best players in the world are field players, you know. Bring Kenny, mm-hmm. total field player. Uh yeah, I like him. Even though Sean Deeb has studied a little bit, not much, he's a total field player. You know? Yeah. All the best players in the world, uh overall are field players. Now you know, you mm-hmm. have the Jason Coons, the Petraglios. You know, they've studied massive l- charts and GTOs for hundreds mm-hmm. of hours. But they're great because not only have they studied all the charts and all that, and they're field players. You see what I am saying? Mm-hmm. This guy, yes. you know, Mike Adamo. A a f- he, the guys, they're, they're, they're these these guys are field players. All the best, best players are field players. Now, does that mean they haven't studied GTO a little bit? Sure. Sure, they have. You know what I'm saying, but mm-hmm. but but they're 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 field players. You know they just are. Right. You think Sam saw? Sov- then- you think Sam Soverall has ever read a chart? Are you kidding me? The guy's too yeah. busy out fucking doing blow every fucking night. I think he has time <laughs> to fucking study a chart. You know what I'm saying? I mean uh, that's just yeah. the bottom line. You know, no matter how much you study, no matter how much you learn GTO, yeah. Okay, I could take some fucking nobody off the street, give them a hundred hours of GTO training, you know.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Goes, if they go to, I like I like to push Jonathan Little site because I think you're, you, you he's really good at teaching poker, you know. It'll turn you into a, you, you'll you can make ten thousand fifteen thousand a month without mm-hmm. it with a, with a guaranteed, you know. That's a hundred grand one hundred twenty thousand a year cash that's a lot of fucking money in the real world that's in the top yeah. top fifteen percent of the whole entire country so but if you don't have talent you're you're just not gonna make more than fifteen thousand a month yeah you know what I'm saying you're not maybe yeah. twenty but it you know if you learn that and you have talent and that that's how you get some of the great players that mm-hmm. we have today but you know people ask me all the time who the best player player in the world is i'm like who the best no limit hold'em player is in the world or who the best poker player is in the world. Because, like, all these great no limit hold'em players, you know, it's like, good for you. I'm like, can you play mixed game cash against the best in the world? Can you play mixed game tournaments against all the best players in the world? (laughs) That's what made Phil Ivey so good because in his heyday, Mm -hmm. Phil was the best tournament player and the best cash game player. See what I am saying in all games, mm-hmm. and we're talking all games. So, you yeah. know, you know that that's what it is. It's like, you know, people want to talk shit about also, me. I yeah. I still play No Limit Hold'em at a high level. Day three of the main event was the best day of No Limit Hold'em I played in sixteen years. I felt like two thousand five all over again. My instincts uh-huh. were great. I was pulling triggers left and right, um, and it was it was a great great day for me. You know. I play PLO, yeah. I got, finally got a hold of some chips, and I started fucking opening pot after pot, you know. They Correct. think I'm fucking yeah. so tight, because I never have a fucking chip, but get get let me uh-huh. get a hold of chips and and just keep thinking, <laughs> just keep keep thinking Mike Madison's tight, yeah. and, and we'll see hey, what Hey, Mike, happens.
4: the second part to that question, too, um, yeah. was would you ever consider being on a high-stakes duel, heads up, and who would you want to, like, call out or have the most fun playing
0: no I have no interest in that um no I, I mean I mean I could pl- the only one I would ever play is Phil because we're best friends and we'd have a lot of fun right. and if I beat him fucking the needles will n- be never ending. <laughs> and if he be-
4: right, you guys and-, are friends. <laughs> and if he beats
0: me and if he beats me he'll it'll be like Oh, I told you you it can't beat dead me. Dead, yeah. It'll be like I told you oh you can't I'm better than you. And, oh, that's yeah. that's what it's all about for him. Oh, who's better? I, I could give a, yeah. I could give two oops of a fuck who's better. In Phil's life <laughs> in Phil's world, that's all he wants to think about is I'm better than this guy or I'm better than this guy. You're and too I'm, good. Yeah. Phil
3: Helm, you're too good.
0: Yeah, so so that's the difference oh, there. Yeah. You know? So uh no I'm not that's the same reason why I don't play the high rollers. Like I'm not, oh, a, okay. I'm not in a dick measuring contest. Okay. Mm-hmm. All the people who play the high rollers all play equally the same. Okay. They're all robots. Yeah. They all play the same and they're all great players. And so whoever gets the card is going to win. That's why you see the yeah. same people one year win every tournament. Then the next year, the same person wins every tournament. Then the next year, some yeah. of them, uh, this year's it, it's it's Adamo and Ali oh, yeah. Asmarik or whatever, and next mm-hmm. year those two won't win anything and somebody else. It's just the way it is. It's just because mm-hmm. they're all.
4: It, it,
0: even if let's just say everyone who plays those high rollers are better players than me, okay? Which I don't believe they are, mm-hmm. but a lot of them are, okay? Right. It would take they're they're only like this much better than me and it would probably take yeah. 10 years to show like like right. you you'd have to Especially be miles something
4: to prove like that yeah
0: you'd have to be miles better than me for it to show yeah. in a short term and and so and you couldn't
4: even play normal with them just constantly coming out your throat like that if they're trying to prove they're better
0: but it doesn't matter they're going to fucking try and outplay me whatever or they <laughs> i'm going to set up an image that I'm a fucking nit and then I'm gonna start just three bet blasting them and barreling them, and they're gonna uh, and then and I'm gonna use my image. And by the time they figure it out, i would have won about three tournaments. Yeah. And then they'll see the TV coverage, and and then because the TV like I don't the TV coverage you know if nobody could see how you're playing, how the fuck are they ever gonna learn Ooh. anything? You know. So
4: yeah, and judging.
0: Anyways, I got another call I got to get, and I'm starting to feel like crap. So uh. I appreciate the call. Thanks for calling. I'll talk to you soon.
4: Yeah, I'll, I'll try to get my other questions in next time, man. You got uh, it, I man. just want to send some quick positivity to you, man. Thanks, wanna man. want to speak a quick bracelet into distance for you, man. It's coming soon, brother.
0: All right, brother. Thank you, man. I appreciate it.
5: Talk to you soon, man. Fuck, all
0: of a sudden, my, my entire fucking... St- all of a sudden, I got a stomach ache and I feel like I'm going to throw up. I don't know why. I'll complete
5: your call. Please try again.
0: I feel like fucking shit. I took a half of Adderall and didn't do shit for me. I want to go back to bed. Uh. Fuck, we're on this shit for two hours already? Fuck, this is the last call I'm taking. Fuck it. I'm taking one more call. Then I'm going to talk some more. I wonder why I feel like shit. we have been doing this shit for two person- hours. All right, fuck it. Uh, we
4: have
0: one more. One more? All right. Uh, John, John, me and me and Daniel got along fine. We're we're very good friends. Uh, Hello. Welcome to mouthpieces, Mike.
5: Holy shit! What's going on?
0: Uh, uh, nothing much. What are you doing?
5: Oh, uh, just just tuned into your uh, show and. <laughs> saw that you're uh, taking calls, and I just thought I'd give you a call.
4: Well, I appreciate it. am not sure that.
5: what we're talking about or what we're going to talk about, but I'm a fan. All right. I'm an old-school fan. And uh, besides being a fan of you in the poker realm, I'm a fan of you in the... Um, can we cuss? Or I don't want to cuss if what? it's going to get you in trouble. Of uh, the what? Well, I'm, what? I'm a fan that you're not a big pussy.
0: Oh! you I mean, I'm not a fucking libtard fucking... Fucking pussy fucking safe space fucking fucking my fucking feelings are hurt. Oh you hurt my feelings. Oh I need to go to my safe space. You mean one of those guys? No, I'm not one of those. No.
5: Yeah, that's awesome. It's uh it's kind we, of, it's, we live it's, in a uh,
0: pussy world now. I I wonder who, who came up with this political correct wokeness shit. It's like you can't say that in twenty twenty one. I say, I could say whatever the fuck I want. We live in a country of free speech. I don't know for how much longer we're going to have free speech because the commies that are in charge are trying to get rid of it. Uh, but, uh, for now, you know, we have free speech.
5: Yeah. You, you, you seem to dissent from a lot of the other big names on some pretty critical issues that, you know, like, uh, while well, back then, Nigranu did an interview with a guy named Kaki T, and Kaki T is kind of questioning some of the um, COVID narratives and stuff. And Daniel kind of was his, you know, debate subject, and uh, really surprising to hear Daniel's, uh, you know, his take on things, and then well, the I'm follow-up. I'm sure of-
0: his take on COVID is. You got to wear your mask. You can't go outside. You're all going to die. You got to listen to the government. You got to wear your mask. You got to get your double vaccine. I haven't listened to him, but I'm sure that's what he thinks because when you just watch the mainstream media instead of watching the actual science, you're just going to believe whatever they say. So, you know, uh I don't know what he says, but I'm just if I was to guess, that's probably what was said. You know what I mean?
5: Yeah, there's one take. Uh, one take, and I'm glad. I'm glad that we're. I'm allowed to throw out names, but one take was uh, his wife tweeting, and it's probably still out there that uh, vaccinated should be able to get uh, hospital care.
0: Oh yeah, I saw that. The unvaccinated, over, unvaccinated should not get hospital care. Do they understand that? It's uh, there's there's actually fucking it's 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 written in law that no matter who you are, no matter what color you are, no matter how broke you are, that you must get hospital care at all times. It's a doctor's like oath. OK, people who talk like that are morons. OK, see, absolutely. See, absolutely. they're libtards. Yes. She's
5: libtard talking points. And the libs were the ones who used to defend free these speech
0: ideas. yes now they're they defended the opposite free
5: speech they defended people's uh, civil rights correct they defended all of these angles so right now we're going through what like marx called dialectical materialism yeah. and basically the parties are kind of switching ideas i i well, hate are. to admit hate to admit that i fucking think tucker carlson's on point i still think he's a reactionary
0: I he is think but, he's he's fuck, but he's
5: but he's fucking right
0: he's right 90 percent so he's listen He has about twenty five percent propaganda, but seventy five percent of the stuff he says is totally spot on. Okay, Where where if you turn on CNN, let's just go. We'll compare Tucker Carlson to Chris Cuomo. Where seventy five percent of the shit he says is propaganda, and twenty five percent is truth. Okay, I'll give Cuomo maybe thirty five percent and then 60 so it's completely the opposite because uh but everything else on CNN is like 90% lies. I mean, look at look at the Kyle Rittenhouse thing. From the day it happened, they were calling him a white supremacist, a fucking racist, a, mili- a militant. This is a 17-year-old kid that did nothing wrong in his house in his life. And any I knew watching the video cuz they were showing the video on Fox right after it happened and all the videos showed the guy was going to kill him if he didn't shoot him, but you turned on fucking MS, uh, DNC and the Clinton news network. And you, all you heard was white supremacist militant, right? No, this is the day after the shooting. The, the videos were already out there. showed the guy was in self defense. So they bring these, these, this, this, these charges against these kids where they knew they could never get a conviction okay it was like yeah. it was a cut and dry self-defense case right Show trial but this is a show trial but if you turn on the fake news MS DNC and fucking CNN they act like they let a white supremacist go that killed two and none of them know not this is what's so that's how I know I'm on the right side of history not one of these fake news stations, We'll talk about the fact that the first guy he killed fucking raped five young boys, aged nine and 11 was convicted from it. The other guy had five felt was convicted of five felonies. And, and you turn on those news stations, they made it act to be like Kyle Rittenhouse, white supremacist militant killed two innocent people. No, those two were fucking awful human beings that tried to kill him. You know what I'm saying? If if, th- yeah. if this man, if this kid was found guilty, I'm telling you, you, you know how the left likes to riot? If this kid was found guilty, I think it would have been the start of a civil war. I think the right would have just had it and just gone all out because because it was like. But anybody, I watched the trial. I recorded it every day. I watched at least an hour of it every day I got back from the World Series. I watched the trial. The prosecution couldn't even get, they, their star witness, literally, the case was over on day one. Their star witness went up there and said, so when the defense question, so is it safe to say that Kyle Ritten, Mr. Rittenhouse, shot you after you put a Glock in his face. Is that correct? He says, yeah, that's correct. Well, that was it. The case was over, right? The guy the guy put a Glock in his face, tried to shoot him, and then he got shot. That was it. Case over. I don't even know why they wasted any more time. And if you watch that that clip and you watch the lawyer for the prosecution, he puts his fucking two hands in his face and, and he and he puts it down. It was so funny because he knew the case was done right then and there. But even after the trial, I mean, after the verdict yesterday, you turn on fucking MSDNC and fucking they're like racist rate. First of all, how did race get put into a trial of a white kid who shot three white people? Can somebody please tell all me that? All lives matter now.
5: You know, like instead of Black Lives Matter, okay. it's All Lives Matter because we don't want white killing white. We're All then, Lives Matter. We progress.
0: on MSDNC, you have a fucking, some fucking ass clown saying how they shot two people who were peacefully protesting the killing, <laughs> the killing of Jacob Blake. First of all, Jacob Blake's still alive. Okay.
5: Yeah, Jalen Rose says okay. that he was dead. The Irish Times says he's dead. Right. Fucking Independent, I think, okay. reported he killed black people. Anna Kasparian, just like she, that's some left-wing cunt on the, um, guy, the Young Turks. She, the she guy sexually. Admitted, I thought oh, Kyle was chasing these guys. I thought Kyle Rittenhouse was chasing people down, and then I saw the video. And this is fucking days ago. Right. It's just been going on forever. Everybody knows that he's getting chased down. No this shit, fucking
0: ludicrous, dude. Anybody who watched the trial, okay, which I did, okay. If you watched the trial and you came up with any other conclusion besides self-defense and how they almost killed this kid, and you then then and you then you listen, then you're just a sheep. That means you're just a left-wing fucking sheep to the mainstream media because. There is not a human with half a fucking brain that could watch that trial and say that if it wasn't for him shooting those people, he would be dead. There's no way in hell he would. Wa- they even had the guy with the Glock afterwards when he got his arm shot off. They got him on video saying, "I, I should have just shot the motherfucker." He goes like, "He yeah. goes, that's my fault. I, I should have killed him." He goes, I I was going to, but you know what I'm saying? And it's like, I just couldn't believe after the trial, you turn on left-wing media and they're still spinning the racist, white military, white nationalist, fucking white supremacist fucking angle because that's all the left has. And see, the people are waking up. People are waking up. Nobody wants to be called a racist, okay? Now, they just passed an infrastructure bill and I watched the fucking Mayor Pete get on there and say, well, we have to redo our highways because our highways are racist. And I'm like, what the fuck did I just hear? He's like, well, they built the highways lower so the buses carrying blacks and Latinos couldn't cross under the bridge. And I'm like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? I mean, they just make shit up. You know,
5: they make shit up, bro.
0: And the truth of the matter is you saw the results of the fucking elections on November 4th. It is going to be the biggest bloodbath in U.S. history. The 2022 midterms. Okay, we might the right might literally have a 50 seat advantage in the House and they are going to have a minimum of three to five seat advantage in the Senate. Why? Because everyone's sick of being called a fucking racist. Everybody's think of everything. Dude, everything is like, oh, well, that's black privilege. If that was a black guy, he'd have been shot dead by police. Because the fake news media has you believing that police kill black people. But only 13 unarmed black people were killed last year. Like 11 this year. Oh, but how many... Cops were murdered by black people this year. Oh, let me guess. Oh, 123. But the fake news will never cover any of it. They want to push a false narrative that police officers are killing black people, which is completely untrue. And then they want to push this fucking lying, fucking, sheeping, fucking narrative that Kyle Rittenhouse was a white supremacist that got away with murdering two people and they keep pushing it because most of the people didn't watch the trial and most, half the people still think he killed two black people. What does that mean? I know it. Okay? That's what the news is reporting. How well, in the, the fuck reporting. can these news outlets be not put out of business for and, and suspended for a libel law? How, can they, news. how can they push... Lie after lie after lie after lie, okay? A bigger question is how can these
5: fucking people just keep swallowing them and making excuses for them? That's the thing. Like, oh, yeah, but, oh, yeah, but, caveat, oh, yeah, yeah, but. Like, no, fucker. They've been lying to you from get. They're going to continue to lie to you. Do you see the pattern? Do you see the pattern? History has come from a point to now. Look
0: back, stupid fucks. Thank you. History is repeating are. itself. Okay, I'll say it like my friend Tony Payne told me. All you people out there that don't believe me, that think I'm lying, go read The Fall of the Third Reich. It's 1,100-page fucking book, okay? It is exactly what the left is doing to the United States right now, okay? And they want to turn the country into a socialist communist country just remember the old saying socialism and communism doesn't work unless everyone's in on it okay and how do they get everyone in on it they connected everybody with social media and they released and China released COVID on the world and then they were able to put all the communist laws in which say you saw what they did to Australia you saw what they do in the United States with the vaccine mandates and and First of all, how do you mandate a vaccine that doesn't stop you from getting COVID? That's my question. Okay. I mean, at least the first fact, at least the vaccine stopped the first variant. And and then I can agree with them maybe 10% because we live in a free country. And all I heard from the left is my body, my choice for 20 fucking 30 years, 40 years. Right. And it's my body, my choice when it favors their political opinion, but when it comes to putting a unproven vaccine in the people's body, it's fuck you, get a fucking vaccine. There's no body my choice. And do you know that like 70%, 65% of all Democrats think, believe that, if you're unvaccinated, that you're spreading COVID to vaccinated people, which is completely untrue, okay? Vaccinated people, I mean, look, they finally had the COVID outbreak at the end of the World Series, okay? Okay. Now, there's been a COVID outbreak for most of the World Series, but they kept it under wraps. Uh, The staff, the dealers, so many people in the staff and dealers got COVID, okay, okay? But it didn't really hit the players until the last couple of weeks because there were so many people for the main event that showed up. Whatever, okay. Everyone was vaccinated. What is that? It doesn't matter. So all the sheep that wants to tell you you need to be vaccinated, I'm for vaccine mandates. Okay, it doesn't matter. Okay, they're 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 just trying to control your life. Okay, vaccines until they come out with a vaccine that that fights off the Delta variant or whatever new variants going to come out that they're going to release because that's what they're going to do because that's how they have. How do you think they won the election? Well, they didn't win the election, but how do you think they stole the election? They fucking released the fuck. They knew China knew Trump was a lock to win. So they went to plan D. Okay. They didn't want to implement plan D, but a B and C were out the door. So plan D was release COVID on the world. They knew that Trump would never, because he's a fucking narcissist, would never understand how to speak to people during a national emergency. And uh, and that's how they were able to implement all these fucking crazy communist laws and uh, get Trump out of office because what did they do? What's the main thing they did? Oh, COVID's so dangerous. We're all going to die. The election's yeah. coming up, so we're going to push you everybody gets a mail in ballot if you're on the fucking voting roll. If you're on a yeah, voting roll,
5: they fucking were saying we're not going to take Trump's vaccine too. Don't don't forget. Oh that yeah, oh yeah. I got. One of those fucking listen, people on TV,
0: if if you go, I'm not taking that thing. Listen, follow a guy on Twitter named Defiant L. Is at Defiant L. Oh yeah. And every day he put. I don't. I don't retweet it because I'm not trying to be pol- too political on Twitter anymore, but. Every day he puts out like, I don't know, between five and ten tweets showing the same person in 2020 say, fuck you, I'm never taking no fucking Trump vaccine. Never, right? And then then they show yesterday's tweet that says, all you people that don't get vaccinated don't care about anybody in the world. you You're killing us all, right? And I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. A year ago, you would never take a Trump vaccine, which it was never a Trump vaccine. It was always made by the biggest fucking fucking thieves in America, the pharmaceutical companies. But but for political reasons, every Trump rally was a super spreader. And every and every fucking time he talked about the vaccine, it was a a rushed vaccine that Trump rushed out. And when they, he was out of office, the vaccine was the fucking holy grail. And uh, we don't need to go any further. You know what we're getting at. So the bottom line is, is, this is what liberals do. They fucking watch fake news, MSNBC, CNN, which is 100% left-wing propaganda. Now, Fox News is about 30% propaganda. I'm not going to, you know, Give them the sugar coat, okay? Yeah. It, but it's thirty percent propaganda, okay? And you turn on Hannity, it's probably seventy percent propaganda. You know?
5: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'm just being objective. real. Realistic. Objective.
0: Okay. You got to be a realist. And people yeah. don't know any better because CNN of the year 2000 isn't CNN of 2021. Okay. CNN was left wing in 2000, but they didn't spin. Every kind of narrative and lies because lies and propaganda is clickbait and clickbait gets more people to watch, which gives them more advertising dollar. That's it. And that's what they do. You know what I'm saying? They all do it. But I mean, I I could prove to anybody that, every, that 90% of things that's said on CNN and MSNBC is all lies and propaganda. That's why when I, have, I have a friend who's, who's a far-left liberal. Uh, her name's Ashley, but we're good friends. We talk politics all the time, right? And we get in fights over it, but we get, here's the thing. When we get in arguments over it, we look things up, okay? And I said, look, I want you to watch this segment of Tucker, or I want you to watch this segment of this. And tell me what you think. Because to me, it seems like what they're saying is the truth. And if it's the truth, it's like crazy, right? And so she looks it up and it ends up being the truth. Now, 80% of the time, what I would tell her and she would say I was crazy would end up being the truth. And 20% of the time, I was wrong. She was right. And like, she, like I said this before, I, I'll say it again. You know what she says to me? She goes, hey, Mike. She goes. You know how troubling it is to think that everything I've believed in since I was 16 years old is all a lie. I said, <laughs> "Yeah." I said it. I go. I go. It's hard to. It's 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 definitely hard to to imagine. And I feel bad that you have to feel that way. I go. But you see what I pointed out to you. I show you. I show you the truth, and I show you what. What left wing media is throwing out like to think that the trial of this written house is over and you turn on these two stations and all they're talking about is race, 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 white supremacist race. Dude, what does this have to do with race? This mother, this guy, this kid was almost killed by three people. He fucking had to defend himself and he shot three white people. Where is this have to do with race? Somebody please tell me what Kyle Rittenhouse has to do with race. Nothing. They used the they tried to use him for political gain during an election year, two months before the election. And they started pushing the white supremacists, white supremacists, just like they did with January 6th. The January 6th insurrection. If that was an insurrection then my dick's 12 inches long, okay? There was no fucking... Ins- in- nobody died except for one person, and that's who the Capitol Police shot, Ashley Babbitt. And then the fucking fake news was running with, oh, S- S- Switnick is- got hammered yeah. in the head hey, with died. a fire extinguisher by a Trump yeah, supporter yeah. and was bludgeoned to death. Then they put his body in the Capitol Rotunda, Right? For more political gain. And oh, lo and behold, it comes out two months later that Switnick died from natural causes and he had a stroke. Okay. And then the other fucking yeah. three people that died, one person, none, none of them had anything related to January 6th. They were, just happened to be there and one died from heat stroke, one had a stroke. One had underlying conditions, shouldn't have been there, whatever. But the fake news, they ran with a whole new story of Swetnick was bludgeoned to death with a fire extinguisher. And if you ask people, they still believe that. Just like they still believe the fine people hoax. They still believe that Trump told people to to drink bleach. Okay? None of these things ever happened. Read the transcript of the fine people hoax. Trump completely condemned the white supremacists. All he said is the fucking people who had a permit to be there who were protesting the fucking cancel culture of them taking down a statue, okay, were were the fine people he talked about. He completely condemned the white supremacists. Yet Joe Biden still goes on TV and says... The reason why I ran is because of what Tr- Donald Trump said about the people in Charlottesville, right? I told Daniel, you want to bet 100,000 that Trump never fucking called fucking the white any of the Nazis or uh uh fine people. Yeah, I'll bet you. I'll bet you, right? And then he'll just then he'll throw it back to me and say, "See, I told you." I'm like, "Read the transcript completely." And then he'll read it and said, See, he called them fine people. I'm like, read the fucking transcript. Nobody will read the transcript, okay? If Listen, I give $10,000 right now, cash, to anybody that's listening to this podcast that could show me where Trump, Donald Trump called any person, any of the white nationalists, white supremacist people, very fine people. 10 grand to anybody that could show that to me right now. Go ahead. You can call me up. I'll send 10,000 to you right now if you could show me that Trump called the white supremacist fine people. And I'll give you another 10,000 if you could show me anywhere where Trump said to drink bleach. Okay. He was talking about the brand new ultraviolet rays, UV lighting that you put in your body with with a, a special liquid that uh, can detect and, and and help with COVID, okay? That you can look it up. People look it up. He never yeah. talked to, he said, well, can you put the, he never once brought up, said, drink bleach or drink disinfectant. That was all made up by the fake news. But you asked my liberal friends and they believe the fine people hoax. The fucking drink bleach, bleach hoax. The fucking and, horse pace hoax. Oh, the oh, and the horse. horse oh, hoax. oh, yeah. The I forgot about that. The horse. <laughs> the horse uh, uh, <laughs> ma- manure. Whatever the fuck. Uh, dewormer. Dewormer. The horse dewormer. Ivermectin, because they're all in bed with big pharma. So Pfizer pays those fuckers. Right. And currently,
5: you can see so, their fucking advertisement stamp on the fucking news that, when
0: you're watching. Correct. It. That's why. All the social media that they now have in their pocket. If you say anything about ivermectin or remdesivir, you get your post completely taken down because that takes away from the narrative that they everybody needs to get vaccinated. Because how do you think all these politicians are worth hundreds of millions, huh? What do you think they make? One hundred forty thousand a year. They're Nancy Pelosi is worth two hundred million. She just, they're running for re-election and they're 82 years old. Okay, because they're all corrupt. <laughs> they're corrupt, and they fucking—it's a joke. And so they want to, you know, it, it's the the like like they they lynched Aaron Rodgers when he got COVID. Why? Because he's not vaccinated. It's his choice. If I'm a young, finely tuned athlete, why would I want to put a vaccine in my body when I know I have zero chance of dying from COVID? Right. But they lynched him. They lynched fucking. I shouldn't even use the word lynch. Now they'll accuse me of. Oh, oh yeah, you're
5: gonna get pulled. Uh, that's gonna a, get a start.
0: that's a racist trope. You know what I'm saying? Everything's gone. a racist trope. You know what I'm saying? So, so like, but they did. They they hung him out to dry, and then, um, you know, and 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 and, and they they're like, oh, he he took ivermectin, just just like. Uh, Joe Rogan did right, and you know I I follow Joe Rogan, so it's pretty funny. Like he retweets everything. Now Joe Rogan was never political, okay? He had his podcast. He lists. I remember when COVID first came out, and the guy comes on there and he's talking about how COVID got transferred in the wet market by some pagli. What was the name of that animal? Paglio or pag? Whatever the fuck. Uh, that- pangolin. Pangolin. The fucking lie. It was, a. I mean, here's another thing, like with the left, right? They're all talking about, oh, it was the pangolin and the wet market. And, oh, no, it it couldn't have been the the level four uh, coronavirus lab that was 1.3 miles away from the outbreak that released it. That could never be possible, right? Like, give me a break. One plus one is two. It got released out of the lab. Okay. Now, was it accidentally released out of the lab or was it done on purpose? Okay. I 1 million percent in my gut believe it was done on purpose. Okay. My instincts are pretty good. That's why I'm a great poker player. I know it was released on purpose. Okay. First of all, when COVID came out, they shut down air travel to all parts of China. They locked everyone, they they fucking welded people in their apartments. Okay, but they let everybody in Wuhan fly all around the world, and they did it on purpose, and they did it on purpose to take Trump out of office, kill five or six million people. They don't have to pay eight and a half trillion dollars in the fucking trade deal that he was that he was negotiating. Fucking the 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 Hunter Biden laptop was real. Okay, it already. We already knew it was real, but, you know, the fake news had to wait. What was it? Six months after the election to admit that everything on the Hunter Biden laptop was verified and is real. So now we have a guy who's a president that is knowingly taking millions of dollars from China. okay, and put in his pocket because it's already been proven real. Anybody out there on my podcast not watching, go look it up this Hunter Biden laptop reel and everything on it. And it'll come across as yes. Okay. So y'all don't think I'm making shit up, but they fucking censored the New York post. The New York post has been around since 1817 and they fucking took them off social media and anything that could have discredited Biden before the election. You want to talk about election interference? There's election interference right then and there, right in front of your face, okay? Oh, oh, forget the bleach hoax. Forget the fine people hoax. How about the Russia hoax for three and a half years? Like the guy who's one of the, if not the most well-known person in the world, Donald Trump, who never did one thing wrong in 35 fucking years, is all of a sudden working for Putin as a fucking agent for Russia, okay? Think that through for a minute. And fucking everyone believed it. It was like physically impossible. And all these people are believing this. And then they knew it from the get go, but they waited till the midterms. And oh, when did Robert Mueller release his report? Oh, what was it three days after the midterms or four days? This is how sick these people are. They're, you know, if you're on the left or right, I don't give a fuck. There's, a threat to our democracy, you know, when you have media companies suppressing truth to fucking get for political gain, that's interference, not fucking the shit they make up. So on that note, you got me politically charged, but you know what? There's not one thing that I just said, not one. Okay. That, isn't true. Not one. Is Trump well, a moron? Let me add Here, one thing. Just like I'll it. say one more thing. Is Trump a moron? Yes. Yes, he's yes. a fucking idiot. Wrong. Okay? He's a clown. He's a clown. I'm praying he doesn't run in 2024, but I know he's going to run. He, I know he's going to run in 2024. And I believe the election was stolen in 2020. Now, I know it was. There's no. Now, this, I shouldn't even say that because now this oh, podcast... Yeah, yeah will be taking down. So scratch what I just said. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it, YouTube. I was joking. The <laughs> election wasn't stolen. I apologize. Uh And uh yeah, I'm sorry, YouTube. It wasn't. Uh, make sure you listen. It wasn't stolen. Biden okay. Got Bi- Biden, Biden got 81 million votes. He, he did legitimately. <laughs> I mean, he can't put two sentences together, but he got 81 million votes. Oh, that was... That's 12 million votes than the most popular president in history. Fucking Barack Obama. How did that happen? Oh, maybe like they fucking put 40 million extra mail-in ballots in. Maybe that's what happened. That's why they have to give 32 million fucking illegals amnesty in the next year. That's why they've let 2 million in this year across the, the disastrous border that we have. So 2 million times 4 years is 8 million, 32 million in amnesty, what does that come to? 40 million. So where will that bring them? That'll bring them the the correct vote count to compete with Donald with whoever on the right is because the country's about 70% right and they know it because they have no policies that'll that that listen Anybody could call me 1,000 bucks. Anybody could call me with one policy the Democrats have done that has done good for this country in the last five years. Name one and you get 1,000 bucks. And nobody has been able to name one yet. So there you go. I don't need to go any further. I'm going to get back to I'm going to let you go. I'm going to finish this off. Talk about the World Series. Let me corporate. say one
5: more thing, Mike. Just one real quick. Mm-hmm. Just a quick connect the dots for the people who are doubters, man. Simply just look. In mainstream, even though, you know, whatever your opinion is, like Wikipedia, for example, look up the history of Pfizer and their fucking lawsuits they're paying out. Look at the history of Johnson & Johnson. Of course. Look at the history of the mainstream media right now. You have a moment to see that they've been lying about this written trial. And then you ask yourself, when do I trust no liars? And then you look at the COVID thing and be like, why aren't they lying about this? Mm -hmm. It's a fucking fact that we're in a position of everybody in control of all of these narratives, whether it's the news, the politician, or whatever, every single one of them is a lying sack of shit, and it's so demonstrably provable. It's provable. And, you know, the FDA, yeah, look up the FDA. Look up Janet Woodcock. Janet Woodcock's the cunt who brought in uh, oxycotton. Look at the fucking controversy with oxycotton and Janet Woodcock. That's the cunt who uh, approved this vaccine. She approved... Um, that, uh, that heroin shit that's killing everybody now.
0: I can't remember Yeah, fentanyl, fentanyl, fentanyl.
5: Fentanyl. Okay. She so, had her hand in fentanyl. She had her hand course. in oxy. She's got her hand in this. They're all corrupt, crony, capitalist cunts. Exactly.
0: And
5: uh, it's very glad to... Do the connect the dots and then ask yourself, when do you trust known liars and criminals? That's it, the end of, that's the end exactly,
0: of what I Exactly. Exactly. Dude, you couldn't have hit it more on the spot, Okay. Fucking all the big pharma companies are all corrupt, okay? And they're pushing, but they're pushing this vaccine so hard, okay? And they sit there and they get on the fake news and, like, we're trying to save lives. We've one life saved here, one life, and we're trying to save lives. And every fucking leftist believes that they're trying to save lives, okay? But that's a lie because. 200,000 people a year die from fentanyl and fucking opioid overdose, which is all pushed by big pharma, the opioids. Okay. They don't give two fucks. They don't give two fucks about those 200,000 people a year that die. Now we have all the homeless people. They don't give there's what 250,000 of them. They don't give a fuck about right then we have. How about the hundred thousand people who die from diabetes Eating sugar, the another two hundred thousand die from obesity. Why why aren't sugar they why aren't they closing McDonald's, Burger King, and Taco Bell? Why aren't they doing that? That, that they care about saving alcohol, lives. Everything. Right, drinking alcohol. They don't care about lives. COVID ain't about saving lives. It's about money, power, control, and fucking that's what it is. I mean it is. You know? I don't need to I don't I don't want to talk about this anymore, but I mean, like, you That's you hit it right on the nose. Everything we just talked about is easily provable. But the people on the left, uh, well, the, there's, there's Democrats and liberals, which I have a lot of good friends, that will listen to me, and then I prove it to them, and they go into, like, oh, my God, oh, my God, like my friend Ashley. You know, like, oh, my God, I mean, everything I believed in is, is false. You see what I'm saying? If you could get them to be open-minded – and listen to you, right? Give me a, give me a, a Democrat or a, le- a leftist and let, them, let me talk to them for three hours. Three hours! I could prove to them that everything I say is the truth and everything they've been told is a lie, okay? I can prove <clears throat> it. Like you just said, it's easily provable, okay? Easily but,
5: provable. It'd be awesome to hear you on uh, Khaki T's podcast. Since yeah. he's had Dan Negranu on, it'd be awesome to hear... Uh, uh, an opposite view. He's a he's a high stakes uh, player in Europe. A uh, place for GG. Yeah. Uh, I got. I'm in his Discord group. Maybe I'll reach out and see if he can reach out to you if you'd be uh, interested in jumping on his podcast. Sure. Because it's it's beautiful to hear two sides. Have, have
0: him DM me on uh, Twitter. I'll, I'll jump on his podcast for sure.
5: You know. But but, but I don't do fucking Twitter. Oh, but uh, maybe right. in the YouTube comments, real quick. I don't know.
0: I'm, I, I yeah. I, I don't, don't know how I, to do. I, I, I don't know. I we'll just, figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure I it out. I just wanted to
5: put it out there. Yeah, I'll put it and, out there. and listen.
0: I'll uh, there, and listen, I have so many Democrat friends, and I, I, I don't have anything. Here's the funny part is I hold nothing politically. Like, that's weird. If you're a Democrat, yeah. if you're on the left, I, I respect you. I respect your opinion. I'll talk politics with you if you want. I'll listen to your opinion, and then I'll counter it with, like I did. Like, if you're a leftist, just like the far right, like the QAnon people, you're drawing dead, you know? The QAnon people are going to believe Trump's (laughs) coming back to office no matter what, and the leftists are going to believe everything I'm saying right now is completely a lie. Okay, so you throw the leftists and you throw the QAnon people out, right? And you put the people that are somewhat in the center, which is 95% of the country, five degrees left or five degrees right. And if I'm able to talk to people that are... Five degrees left, ten degrees that aren't leftist, uh, that, that are open minded, I could literally sit down and prove to them everything we just talked about. And and the thing is is but with like somebody like Daniel, I'll give you an idea. And again, I love Daniel, he's one of my good friends. But he sends me a clip and says, This is your guy, Tucker Carlson, he's a fucking racist. Look what he look at this, look what he, he just said, right? And he and he sends me a video of a completely edited version where they cut out half of what he said and it makes him look like a stone cold racist. So then I get the real video unedited and I send it to him and I said, Daniel, here's the real video. Okay? I go. Did you watch it, Daniel? I don't watch nothing from Fox News. It's all lies and propaganda. I go, Daniel, I just sent you the video that you just sent me that's unedited and you won't watch it. He goes, fuck, no, I ain't watching nothing from now. How could you deal with somebody that shows you a fucking doctored fake video and then you send them the real one and they don't want to watch it? Okay, that's a left. You can't that. Just like that's like a QAnon person that thinks Trump's coming back to still. They still think Trump's coming back that they're going to overturn the election. That These people are crazy, okay? So as long as you're open-minded to dialogue, you know, I I, I can just prove uh, what, the me, what the media is, and it's all, they're just an arm for the Democrat Party. They're all propaganda, and uh, I can't believe we don't have a real news outlet. How can somebody not open up a real news outlet that shows you everything that's going on in the country, all the truth, And and be dead center politically. Don't take any side on the left. Don't take any side on the right. And just talk about because you know why they can't, because then then their whole narrative will be out the door. The white supremacist narrative, the black blacks are being killed by by fucking police officers. You know, all those narratives will be out the door. You See what I'm saying? And, uh, you know people will say if they had a real news outlet they would say that that, that that they would compare it to fox news or something you know so but it is amazing we'd all have a real one one real news outlet in the whole fucking world you know, the only real news outlet is your local like you turn your local news they're very truthful they'd say exactly what's going on you know what i'm saying like you turn the local news yesterday and you watch Kyle Rittenhouse, you don't know, get acquitted and then they show the videos and why he got acquitted and and everybody, they'll say it, I mean, at least in Las Vegas, they, they felt it was justified that he was acquitted. You know, but you turn on MSNBC or CNN, they, they, they're they still pushing race, race, race. This white supremacist got off. If he was black, he'd be dead. And it's just not true. If that was a black person and and they showed that video evidence, there's zero chance a black person was going to get convicted if if you watch the videos. There's just... It's not possible. The videos exonerate him. There's no... You, you don't have to like Kyle Rittenhouse. You don't have to like what he did by being there. Okay? But if you watch the video, the guy was going to be killed. The guy was running. The guy was on his back. He got hit in the head with a skateboard, and the other guy had a Glock in his fucking face. So... That's it. We're done talking politics. I'm gonna finish up talking about World Series. Thanks for the call. Appreciate you. All right. Take care.
5: All right, Mike. Take care, bro.
0: Later. All right. That was too lo- little, too long. I don't like getting. You know me. I, I start talking politics. I, um, I'm very passionate. It's not that I'm, I'm not passionate so much about my beliefs because I respect people who believe opposite of me. Um a lot of people will say I'm like far right. I don't believe I'm far right because a far right person would never have open dialogue with people on the left that would just think they know it all. I have total open dialogue. Anybody on the left could call my show right now. We could talk about anything you want. I'll listen to your opinion and I'll give you and I'll rebut it with what I believe is the truth. And if it's, if I'm wrong and it's not the truth <clears throat> You can call me out on it, but I guarantee you it'll be the truth. So, let's go back to the World Series of Poker. Um, Overall, good World Series. Um, I I booked about 41,000 in profit in tournaments. Unfortunately, I played that cash game that night, so I broke even for seven weeks. But... That's the good news. The bad news is is what could have been. I mean, really what could have been is I could have won three or four bracelets. You know, I could be Josh Aria or or uh, Zeno or so many of these other people who won two bracelets this year or whatever. I mean, I just could have. I just couldn't win a pot with two tables to go. Now, in yesterday's tournament, I finally caught a spinner with two tables to go with 12 left. And I I moved right up to, to to tops fucking five in chips, and I thought I I, I really believed I was going to win the tournament yesterday. I I'm just I'm just kind of in shock really. Now, I don't believe I made a mistake. I had two really close spots that I lost a lot of chips on, but I stayed focused. I didn't like I didn't do what I did in the main event. I, was, I got tired right before the dinner, uh, and I knew I was going to get tired because, like I told you guys, I played the cash game, slept till 10 o'clock at night, played two hours, then somehow got some more sleep, don't know how, played great on day two, and on going into day three, I had four hours sleep, and I was really worried about getting tired late, and I started to get tired, but I, I I stayed focused. I I got to the break with 1.4 million, uh, which at 25 and 50 thousand blind, that's plenty of chips. Uh, so I, I I I I got to the break. I took a little more Adderall, washed my face. I came back. I was fine. Um, it, uh, the one hand I lose, one hand I lose. 400,000 in was such a close spot I didn't know what to do. Uh, Now there's one hand where I raised the button with King, King, 7, 3. King, 7 of clubs. Small blind calls. Big blind pots. I've been playing with this guy for two days. I have never once seen him pot out of the big blind especially when I raised and I said to myself, he's got aces. He just has to have aces, right? And I fold. And the guy who got third, he calls 480,000 out of the small blind with 7-9 Jack Queen double suited. Okay? Well, okay, I get it. If, he's up, if he knows he's up against aces, 7 9 Jack Queen double suited plays pretty fucking good. Okay. But he only had uh uh let's see this is a uh oh yeah this is a this is a three and a half million chip pot. So he calls 480. The flop comes sick listen to this hand, guys. The flop comes now. This guy that repotted out of the blind. I thought was the best player left in the tournament. I thought he was fantastic. The flop comes 6-9-10 with two clubs. So Mr. 7-9 Jack Queen flops a 9 and an open and straight draw. Okay? No clubs. He pots right into the guy. The guy goes all in. Check this out. He's up against Ace King Jack Queen with nut clubs, okay? So the guy's got 10s, a gutter ball queen, which would make him the nut, nut straight, okay? So the guy's two pair outs on queen is dead, okay? The guy's two pair outs on jack is dead, okay? So basically, he's got an offsuit eight, an offsuit king. I threw two kings away. The other guy had a king in his hand. So now there's one king left, and there's three eights left. So he has four outs, or he could hit one of the two nines. And lo and behold, he hits a two. He hits a nine on the turn, and the guy hits a jack of clubs on the river to make a nut the nut flush, which fills him up. And I ran. We ran the hand. The guy with the seven nine jack queen put one point seven million in at twenty three percent. And he scoops the pot to bust this guy. Three and a half million chip pot. And that's the difference between a star and Mike Manisot. Okay, that's it. This guy got his money in three to one fucking dog. He literally had two nines to hit. One king and three eights. And he hit me. I made one mistake in the main event. For my last 25 bigs. But even after I made the mistake. I still had 11 outs. 11 outs. Tommy Lee hit a 3-outer against me. Well, originally I thought it was an 8-outer. But he check-raised me all in on a dry flush draw when I flopped the nuts. So he was 32% on the flop. And 20% on the turn. Where he had 8 outs once. And he hit it and he won the PLO tournament. And everybody anointed him the greatest PLO player. But as it turns out, Dan Zach had three hearts and the guy next to him had two hearts. So he check-raised me all in 630K with three outs with one to come, which is exactly 3%. And he won the PLO tournament. I got a big dick and that was the end of that. That's it. So um, every time I got it in, Slightly bad, I never got out. And every time they got it in awful, they always got out. And listen, that's poker. You know what I'm saying? And I really thought yesterday was going to be my time because look what happened. The main event happened. Then I, I don't win one pot in the stud eight or the Ravs or the big bet mix or the Raz. And then comes the disastrous cash game. And so... You know, it took me a lot to get out of bed and go fight again. And when I got out of bed to go fight again and I put myself average chips with seven people left, yeah, I thought I was going to win. You know, and I said, I am going to hit a card rush at a final table. It's going to happen. I waited seven weeks for this shit. That's why, if you watch the write ups, I was like, when I got to 2.4 million, I'm like, my sun run I warned you guys I told you guys I'm going to hit cards today you guys have no idea and I really believed it and uh it just didn't happen uh the like i said the the key pot which is what well, I didn't talk about it, was uh real late I was down to like eight sixty five raised from middle position i got seven eight nine queen double suited small blind seven eight big queen nine of hearts. I call this hand plays really well, okay. Even multiway it plays well. Now the big blind pots it. This guy's got the exact same chips as me. He makes it four hundred. The razor called. Now I went in the tank for like two and a half minutes here because I, I was sure the the big blind had like ace king king or ace ace. I, I was the, the, this was for sure. But when the other guy called, I'm thinking, well, he probably has the same cards as me. But having the queen and the nine suited, and not like seven, eight, nine, ten, or seven, eight, nine, jack, changes a little bit. So after three minutes, I call the 300k, and comes king, jack, three rainbow. I mean, like every other time when people call with these dog shit, kind of like the goofball, those three to one dog, and it got rewarded for three and a half million chip pot. So now I can't even put in my last 405. I've got a gutter bottle of dummy M with two backdoor flush draws. So I fold. The other guy folds, I fold, right? And then the very next hand, guy opens, and I call on the fucking button with seven, eight of clubs, 10 jack of spades. I mean, I know that sounds crazy. Like, how do I get these fucking hands, right? How do you get hands this good? I call 100 there, and the flop comes ace, ace, king. I mean, it's like, like just dead. Every four card wrap I had, I was fucking dead. So now we got, uh, actually after that hand, I had 405 left. I'm sorry, 405. And uh, then, then, literally two hands later, I get dealt like the best hand I've fucking seen and I couldn't tell you how many hours. But I get dealt ace, king, queen, six, double suited, ace, six of clubs, king, queen of diamonds. And this, that's a big hand in in PLO, okay? It ain't like it's, yeah, yeah, you want to have ace, king, queen, ten or whatever, but this is a double suited to the ace, to the king's a big hand. Now, the guy on the button doesn't see me raise and open for 175, and he says, raise 150. And the guy says, Mike already opened a 175. He's like, fuck. And now he calls the 175. Now, the guy in the big blind re-raises it, but he min re-raises it, which was a huge mistake on his part because when he min re-raises it to 300, right, I then make it 405 and all in, and the min re-raiser can't re-raise. Why didn't he just pot it to get head up with me? Then the guy's only got 150 and he's not going to call like 800. But the, I, so afterwards he's like, oh, I couldn't believe I met, you know, if you have 15,000 more, I could have repotted. And I'm like, well, why didn't you just pot it to begin with when the guy came in? Anyways, I'm saying the story because I'm trying to give you an, an idea of the differences between Mike Matiso and the difference between these fucking monkeys. So the guy now gets to see a flop, right? And of course he has the four, six, seven, eight. What else is he going to have? He's got the baby wrap little, or not even, it's not even a four car wrap. It's like a uh, the baby gapper is four, six, seven, eight. And, um, the flop comes, deuce 5-8. I mean, like with two diamonds. But he's not going to bet eights here. I mean, and a wrap because, into an empty side pot because I'm all in. He, so the razor checks. The other guy checks. Yeah, he, he, That's how you play fucking like, tournament poker. Now a turn card comes a five. The razor checks. He checks. So now I'm thinking, okay, Ace, king, queen, or diamond, I win, right? Well, as it turns out, the guy who re-raised me had ace-high diamonds, so diamonds are no good. He also had ace-queen, so that's a chop. So I'm drawing dead to two aces and three kings in this fucking pot somehow. And it comes a nine on the river, check, and now the guy on the button bets with the straight, he bet 200 and uh he bet 200 and the 1200. And so the guy in the big blind called him the 200. And the guy in the big blind had ace, queen, jack, nine, with one suit to the ace versus ace, king, queen, six, double. And if he re-raises, he wins the pot by hitting the three, the, the nine on the river. You know, and he, I would have gone busted either way. But he would have won. It was a million chip swing for him. So he ends up losing 600 instead of picking up uh, 555. So 1.1 million mistake he made by not potting it. And on the break, after I was out, I saw him. I go, you doing good still? He goes, no, I'm down to 2 million. He goes, I fucked up that hand against you. I should have potted. He goes, I let this guy in. I would have won this pot. One point one And he was saying 1.1 million swing for me. I'm so stupid and he was all mad at himself, you know, but like I told them, you know, when I get my money in, I'm always going to be ahead. And I was, you know, I would have been way ahead if the guy potted, I would have lost. But ace queen, jack nine to ace king, queen, six double. Yeah, I was, I was probably a good 58%, maybe 59, you know, but I would have gone out anyways. So. That's how I ended up finishing seventh yesterday. Very, very disappointing. I mean, I, to, to finally get that card rush to get me to like a million five from 500. And then I just used my image and just started dominating the table. And I picked up like 900 K in chips without ever having a hand, you know, I was pretty exciting, you know, and, uh, unfortunately I, then I picked up some hands and I lost and, uh, Oh, another key pot was, is when I had 2.1 million, and I, I, I get out. I've, I, I've, I've raised the button like twice in, in three hours, but now I got chips. So I decided to raise the button. Ace nine of hearts, seven deuce of spade. A total dog shit hand, but like all the pros I talked to said, that's fine. It's a standard open on the button. Small blind called. Small blind's a guy that's just always looking to outplay you, he's a fast player. Flop come down ace seven eight with seven eight of clubs. I have no clubs in my hand, but I know that this hits them somewhere like nine ten eight nine ten. So he checks and I bet I bet pot. I bet uh, pot was 220. I bet uh, 190. And this fucking monkey calls 190. So now I'm like, okay, he's got he doesn't have nine ten jack. Okay, there's two clubs on the board. So he's probably most likely to have 9, 10, or, or maybe 10 jack and a flush draw. So the turn card rolls a 10. Now remember, I have a 9 in my hand. I have ace, do 7. I have aces and 7s and a blocker 9. He checks, and I decide to pot control and check back. Not to mention the fact that I know that doesn't come a club on the river, Right? That he is going to bet it, and I, I had him. I put him on nine ten. I literally put him on nine ten. I don't know how, why, because I, I know it wasn't nine ten. I just, I don't know how I put him on nine ten, but I just, my instincts were screaming nine ten, or a flush draw, one of the two. So he bet two sixty five on the river. I snap call him with aces up, and he turns over nine ten. The only difference is he had. Pocket nines and pocket tens and he turned over, he he turned three tens on the turn. So I lose six sixty five in this hand, but my read was dead on. I I I I, and the guy who I told you was the best player, the guy before he went broke with the three point five million chip pot. Um I told you uh he told me afterwards, he says I'd have snap called him also. He said, I didn't think he had shit. I said, I didn't either. Yeah, and uh, so I was pretty un- pretty unlucky that I-, I put him on the handy at it. So, you know, now I go from two point one million down to like one point three, and had one point four at the break. And you know, the seven eight nine queen three hundred K call was very very close, and uh, just never won a pot. I-, I went three final tables, five like lost two tables, and I never won a pot with two tables to go in any tournament in the whole world series. I mean, yeah, I did with 12 people to go, but once we hit 10 people, I never won a pot after we got down to 10 unless I picked up the blinds. That was it. So kind of disappointing. Now I could, I could end the, I could end the world series and be done. I could go down now and late reg the closer but I'm I feel really tired, so I'm gonna take the day off. I'm gonna play the one K turbo tomorrow, the five K turbo or the five K turbo on Monday, and I'm gonna play the online event tomorrow. So um it ain't over yet. I mean I really felt that if I couldn't win yesterday's tournament, I was not gonna win anything because I had the chips, I was in the zone, I was playing all killers and PLO but it didn't matter they weren't killers against me on this day I was locked in Uh, I knew when they were robbing I knew when they were weak I was just it was just a great feeling to play at that high level and it's like I, I texted a guy who had a piece of me I said and I only gave him a piece of me because he was the only guy that's been loser as a loser for the World Series because he had a piece of me in the cash game I lost and he And he didn't have a piece of me in the PLO, which he'd have been dead even if he had that. So uh, I gave him a a decent piece in his tournament. And when I hit 2.4 million, I just texted him. I said, we're home free. He goes, what do you mean? I said, we're home free. I go, I'm not losing. And he goes, why? I said, because I'm fucking in the zone and I got chips. And you give me chips in the zone. I'm going to build that stack. And they're never going to beat me. And unfortunately, the nine-ten hand happened. The seven-eight-nine queen hand happened that I didn't have to call, but I did ask three top players, and two of them, one, the one who I think they say is the best in the world, said it was a fold. The other two said it was a call. Um, I knew it was close, uh, so that's a three hundred K mistake. I made another hundred K mistake. Uh, against a guy, who raised my big blind. and I defended with king, jack, six, seven, shitty hand. Flop comes six, nine, queen, and he checks. I should have just potted right there. You know, I got a gutter ball and a six, but I elected to just kind of pot control at this point because, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm down to one million in chips. I don't want to be wrong. You know what I mean? And even the 7-8-10 jackhand, it got checked to me. I should have bet 125, even though I had 375 left. I should have bet 125 in the 300 because I flopped a wrap straight draw, and if nobody has a flush, I'm going to win it right there. And I knew I should have bet it, and when I didn't bet it, I knew it was a mistake. And the two 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 really good PLO players I talked to afterwards says, yeah, you got to bet 125 there. And I knew it. So... I mean, I mean, yeah, that's a that's kind of a mistake because there's like 400K in the pot. I mean, it's a little mistake. Um, 789 Queen was a close mistake and uh, the 910 I was always calling. So maybe I was a smidgen off in the last half hour because I was a little tired, but that's not why I lost the tournament. It's not like I gave it away like I did the main event, you know, the last 25 bigs. Um, so that's how we ended up. Uh We got uh, 11 caches in 23 events with three final tables. But when you make a final table, you got to finish top three. And I didn't get any top threes, so we didn't make any money. That's how the World Series is not over yet. That's how it stands with two events left for me. Anyways, I wanted to catch up with you all. Um, If you haven't joined my home game yet, email Mouthpoker at yahoo.com. Mouthpoker at yahoo.com. Receive 250 in chips for 200. I'm going to start playing my home game as soon as the WSOP is over again. And uh, we'll be having a podcast every week. I don't know. You're going to be in town next week, there, buddy? You're going? Out of town next week. Out of town next week. So back po- back after podcast after Thanksgiving. Um, Appreciate y'all for tuning in. We're going to wrap this up. Another episode of The Mouthpiece is over. Uh, I appreciate y'all for listening. Um, And uh, stay safe out there. Stay educated. Don't be a fucking sheep. And we'll see you in two weeks on The Mouthpiece. Thanks a lot. The Mouthpiece.